What's up, Buffalo Fanatics? Josh Allen here. Just wanted to say uh, go Bills. Ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the Rico Report. And listen, I normally go solo, but this is one of those games where, listen, Rev, if you're listening, jump on this thing right now. It's the post-game report. Ladies and gentlemen, how are we feeling after this game? Your raw emotions right now. This is the time. Buffalo Fanatics members, BF members, squad members, I'm reading your comments first. Sound off. Because this is something else. So let's just jump right into it. The Bills lose a tough one. A tough one. Last second field goal to the Denver Broncos that had no business. No business in this game. But we... The Bills offense allowed them to stay in this game. How? With turnovers. Costly turnovers. Idiocy. Just no life in the offense. The defense did everything they could to stop it. And then it ends up being on the backs of special teams that ends the game for us. Tell me when you've heard of this before. Not the offense. The offense definitely did help, but it ends on a defensive blip. 12 men on the field to lose to the Denver Broncos. And here's the kicker. Pun intended, the field goal was missed. If we did everything correctly, we win the game undeservedly, but we win the game nonetheless, and our playoff hopes remain intact and alive. Zbot, the floor is yours because I've got my piece. But talk about your emotions. I know. I mean, it's just it's just so sad to admit as a grown man that I'm 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 genuinely fighting back tears right now. I I I can't take it anymore. I can't take this anymore. If you had a hidden camera in my living room, that ball is wide right. I rip my shirt off. The neighbors downstairs who are our friends texted to ask if we were all right because of the Mm. noise I made. And I think what probably alerted them the most is when I physically, like, um, involuntarily fell to the floor. When I saw the flag and I, I have, I never, I never accepted at one minute during that game, despite the fact that they had did everything in their power to lose it. I had not accepted the fact that they could lose that game until I saw the flag on that field, even when they lined up for the field goal, I'm thinking the season cannot end like this. They show the graphic. They show the playoff graphic of the Colts at five and five of the Raiders who fired their coach at five and five. And the ball goes right. And I'm. Listen, 
it, it, it's so cliche to say I've, I, I've, this is as sickening of a loss as I've had. Mm-hmm. Knowing that the laundry list of these losses could literally out, outduel the Declaration of Independence, font size and all. But I don't think I've been this sick over a regular season loss since probably Allen took over the team because of a multitude of reasons. One, this, this, it's over. This season is over. The fact that it is not even a week from Thanksgiving and this season is over. My brain can't even, um, it can't even accept it. The fact that that defense, where you're at the point now where it'd probably be tough to name at any given time exactly who's out on the field, even the most diehard Bills fans, had allowed that team who turned the ball, I I can't even, who at every given moment did everything in their power to lose that game. That defense, as banged up as it is, Gave mm-hmm. that team every chance they could have possibly have wanted. St- average field position of 42 at the 42-yard line for the Broncos. And you do not take the lead until under two minutes left in the ballgame. But Rico, this is where I and Rev, and this is where I'm at. It, it, it's just it, it's in it's in classic Bills fashion. You can't script up missing that field goal and losing. On the backs of a coach not even being able to count the amount of men on the field. The elementary level mistakes in this game, not being able to hand the ball off correctly, not being able to throw an out route without staring your man down and throwing it to him, which you did the identical thing a week ago against the Cincinnati Bengals. Not being able to have any semblance of a special teams unit in 2023 where you're allowing this opponent the average field position of nearly midfield. And for all of that to culminate into that type of loss, where not only did you have to deal with the pass interference, but you had to deal with the too many men on the field on a missed field goal. I don't know how you guys feel in the comments. No matter what. And I guarantee you this game will be deemed irrelevant a month from now when the Bills inevitably lose a handful of more games and it won't even matter. I will never forget this game, ever. This this is one of those games that you will remember. And it's unfortunate because it comes on the end of a loss. It comes on the end of a loss. We are still trying to, to, to seal the wound of hearing 13. The, I see the number 13. I'm reminded 13 seconds. I'm reminded. Right. And that's what you, you hear when it's heartbreak and bills together, you hear bills, you hear heartbreak. You think of 13 seconds. Now, 12 men, every number that I see, I see 12. I'm thinking of 12 men on the field. It won't be Jim Kelly anymore. It's going to be 12 men on the field because we lost to the damn Denver Broncos fam. Let me paint you a picture. And I'm sure we're all going to be able to paint a picture of what we were like watching the end of the game with seconds remaining. We've got a shuffle going on. Offense runs off the field. Special teams runs on the field. And you're like, okay, here we go. They're about to kick this ball. Holy smokes. It's wide right. 
No way. I'm turning my back. I'm yelling up. I turn back to the screen. Flag on the screen. You're like, you've got to be kidding. What did we do? Then I see 12 men on the field. That's and you, you, you don't want to hear it, but that's the billsiest way to lose. We're back to the billsy ways to lose on 12 men on the field. Golly, that's embarrassing. We complimentary football, <laughs> two of the three, two of the three, two of the three units showed up, and then special teams, special teams, special teams, special teams, Rev. Your thoughts. Look, man. I'm I'm I am like almost at a loss for words, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit it just like this. The Bills are a bad football team. They've proven just how bad they are on offense. The defense surprisingly played another very good game, considering the fact that they are decimated by injury so I give them that and I knew with that flex seal that that Sean McDermott has on that defense eventually they were going to bust a leak if the offense did not show up and what happened the offense did not 15 of 26 177 yards one touchdown two interceptions by your franchise 200 million dollar quarterback Joshua Patrick Allen Looking like hot garbage. Hot garbage. As much as I wanted to get on Ken Dorsey's behind this game, I couldn't even really blame him. Because when I looked at this game, it was a lack of execution. And I hate the fact that I had to even say that, but Josh was playing like garbage. Spencer Brown looking like bad since Spencer Brown. Drop passes by Gabe Davis. Fumbles, you know, by by James Cook. And, and, And thankfully... He's the only one who was able to get the get, get get us back in in the game when he came back playing upset. Stephon Diggs, not really his fault, but God, golly, man, what three for thirty four? This is the offense. This is the vaunted Buffalo Bills offense in twenty twenty three, ladies and gentlemen, and it's garbage. It is garbage. And then to go on and lose this game like this, I didn't think that they deserved to win, but the fact of the matter is they were there and able to win the game only to find out that, oh, my gosh, wide right, no, no, flag on the field. But let's back that train up because then we had Taron Johnson getting Mm. flagged for pass interference. The the, the script writers couldn't have wrote it any better. Twelve men on the field. That, to me, is a fireable offense for coaching. And it's probably going to be Smiley because his special teams unit has been garbage all year. And then to lose like that, somebody has to go. I I don't care who it is. Somebody has to go. I need a pound of flesh. There has to be somebody to be held accountable for it. It's not going to be McDermott. And it's probably not going to be Ken Dorsey. But somebody has to go. And this game is done. Can we all agree? The season is done. It is a wrap. Sayonara. Put a bow on it. There's no way these bills are coming back from it. It's done. It's it's tough to have optimism when you lose. No, like, I have zero. Zero. You know what tells me the most? I tweeted out after what the fourth turnover. And I said, I said, leave the Dorsey bashing in the comments tonight. I understand the amount of criticism 
throughout the year that's built up. And I understand at times tonight, you know, when you throw it four straight times when there's clearly no semblance of a pass game, you somehow don't go no huddle the entire game when it's really the only thing that seems to get this offense any sort of momentum. I understand all that. But I tweeted that out, and I, I'm looking. Uh, I'm taking a look here. I, I just tweeted basically that tonight was not on Ken Dorsey, right? I have 112 comments on that tweet, and I'd say 95% of them are all people giving me X, Y, and Z reason why that entire game was on Ken Dorsey. The fact that people cannot accept that Josh Allen has has single-handedly lost us now probably three games, this game included, the New York Jets game week one, and I'm sure there's one that I'm probably missing, but either way, he's contributed enough in the other three losses outside of these two to build up to at least probably one more additional loss in that column. The fact that nobody can accept that this all of a sudden has become what this offense is, and it's being led by a guy who, frankly, is playing people. This isn't even close to top 10 football. It's not even close. And the fact that we as a fan base collectively can't even watch a game like that and find a way to look back, step back, and say that this game was probably one if Allen even had a somewhat average game. This has now become one of not one of at least six games where the exact same thing has happened every single time. It's five of the last six games where this team has scored eight points or less in the first half. They have been outscored in the first half, obviously because of that. They're trailing at halftime, and they come into the second half. They seem to finally get something together when it's far too late. This game was almost the identical game to the New England Patriots game where the Bills score late. And unfortunately, the defense who's been bailing you out all game has been out on the field for 40 of the 60 minutes of the football game. They're Mm -hmm. beat and they got, you know, uh, they lose the game on on a penalty and uh, two penalties rather. But the fact that this has now come down to it, I would say a collective six games or so this season where the exact same thing has happened every single time. I don't know how you can possibly just stand back and pin this on the offensive coordinator when I'm watching at least five drop balls, multiple fumbles, textbook interceptions that just seem like they are, they couldn't be like the, 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 the first interception. I just don't even know how it could be any easier for a D back to pick that up overthrown balls, the inability to sustain a drive, the inability to punt, uh, the inability, I, I, can't, I, I can't even, every single one of these games for the most part has been almost identical. And it, it, it's sickening to know that the one guy that we have felt throughout this entire run here that could salvage it, I don't know about how you guys feel, but I have lost almost in, in my entire faith in Josh Allen. And people want to look and say, well, he went and scored when it mattered yes, most. Yes. Okay. They put up, 21 they put up 22 points in a game where you'll look at it and it'll look a lot closer than it than it really was the fact of the matter is the denver broncos are a bad football team they had the ball at near the 50 yard line almost every drive and they came away with a total of 24 points and missed they, they missed two extra points they could not get anything going when they got into bill's territory right they fumbled the ball it's amazing when you look at just how bad the Broncos played and the bills looked like they played 10 times worse. If it was any other setting where the bills played a decent football game, 
your takeaway would be, man, the Broncos are just finding every way possible to lose. I mean, how many times tonight did Troy Aikman say, how many times are they going to get the ball to the 50-yard line and do nothing? I mean, I must have counted five, six times that he said that. And that team beat the Bills. And frankly, yet again, in a game where it's going to look a lot closer than it was, it should never have been that close. They outplayed them. They had the ball the almost the entire game. And how many, I just, the thing that blows my mind the most out of everything is how this defense could be as banged up as it is. And they're the reason you're even remotely in the game. Yeah. Or at least 75% of the football games they've played this season. It, it, it blows my mind. And the amount of opportunity that's been given to JA 17, and he seems to only make it happen when it is far, far too late. It's, um, it's sickening because not only do you look towards the future and, and all the uh, pieces that you're going to have to move on from and have to rebuild around Josh Allen, but if you take a step back and look at what Josh Allen has also been, we are so blinded by the greatness that we've seen from him that we cannot, we can simply not accept the fact that it has been bad. It has been bad. There's been real good within that. But if you look at the overall body of work, how are you arguing today that he's playing? Listen, I don't even, I can't, I don't even know. I'm listen, at a loss. Listen, let me tell you just, let me just like, like now I, I wanted you guys to get your, 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 your rocks off. So it's time. Let's start with Josh Allen. Number one. It's been apparent since the giants game. And I didn't want to, I didn't want to think it, but when you had a giants game that was there for the picking there to, to do what you need to do. And you only put up 14 points. And it's just not been the same ever since. Let me tell you something about Josh Allen. And it's been said before, and I'm going to reiterate it now. The guy is physically gifted, and we know that. But yet, he thinks that at this level, he can continue to do the things he was being able to do at the beginning of his career when people were still trying to figure him out. You're figured out. You are figured out. So you can no longer use your physical gifts, your arrogant arm to fit those footballs in the J Troy Aikman. I think it was Joe Buck, Troy Aikman, whoever the hell that was calling the game. They're like, no quarterback should have any business throwing that football. What he threw, he threw it in double coverage on his own. Like where there was a safety over top corner underneath Stupid. it. He still tried to fit it to a Stupid. Deontay Hardy at five foot seven. Oh, excuse me. That was Gabe Davis. And he still tries to do it. And he does it. Time and time and time again until he's picked until he's it's the ball's deflected and we're giving the ball right back to the uh, to the opposition. It, there comes a time where a, a hard conversation needs to be had with this guy. And I'm not talking about in practice. I'm not talking about in the locker room. I'm talking right the fuck on the sideline. Let me get that Wake right. Up. How many times do we see this guy buy his lonesome with a stupid iPad and Nobody next to him or Joe Brady next to him just saying, okay, big guy, what'd you see? Yeah. There, there comes a time where you've got to call it like it is to your quarterback. He needs to be taken by the throat and woken up. Forget yeah. about that. Forget about that, okay, for, for just a moment. Let's look at the Broncos right now because I usually start my show by giving flowers to the Broncos because I know there are Broncos fans watching this, Broncos, they're saying supporters watching this. You guys, you did what you needed to do at the end of the game. You did what you needed to do. And you know what you did? You controlled the clock. You controlled the clock. You had my man, Javante Williams, rush that 20. I felt this. They given the ball to this guy all day. 21 carries for 79 yards, just under four yards a pop. Not only that, he added another four receptions with a touchdown. 
Javante Williams controlled the clock on top of that. Cortland Sutton. You can't say anything wrong about Cortland Sutton. He did fumble, and Teron Johnson gave us a little shot. But that Cortland Sutton catch on the sideline, kudos to him. Russell Wilson went 24 for 29, with buck 93, 6.7 yards a pop, two touchdowns, and had a 117 rating. Sacked four times. Yet, we still had a chance to win this game. My goodness, we still had a chance. So, I'm sitting here looking at this from the offensive, defensive side and seeing where, where did we go wrong? Like, what was the issue? What, what was it? Was it the game plan? Was the offensive game plan terrible? Or was it just Josh Allen? Is it Josh Allen? Is Josh Allen the problem? And how do you fix Josh Allen? That is the question. Because right now, you don't want to sit and say, oh, it was the run game. Other than the fumble that my man James Cook had, which he was benched and rightfully so, and I would defend yeah. every every 100%. ounce. I'll defend that for people saying, yeah. "Oh, he's our best spark." I don't give a damn if he's our best spark. You do, I, you're taught as a running back to hold on to the pigskin. That's what you're taught from a young age. High and tight. Do not let that thing touch the ground. He did. Then he fumbled like tw- like three times. Luckily, you he got it back completely on Allen. The one, and that's where I'm. That's what's tough, Rico, because like you look at that right, and and he gets benched and he comes out, and like Troy Aikman said. You might want to have James Cook fumble on the first drive of every game, the way he was playing. That's the problem. There's no accountability at all for Josh Allen. It's go look at the iPad back out there the next time, right? And there's no way you can bench Josh Allen. I'm not saying that, of course. But the problem is, is that there's no way to light a fire under the the ass of something that just seems to be inflammable. It it looks like right now, my, my biggest concern, right, is if you look at what they've done the last month or so and they haven't even been inspired enough to be able to correct it even a little bit, when your best performance is a pretty decent first half against the Tampa Bay Bucks, who is allowing anybody to go up and down the field on them, the players only meeting, right, this and that, and, and you go out and do the exact same thing. I mean, I would have thought at the very least they would have come out with a little bit of spirit today. They fumble on the first play of the, the first freaking play. And here's the thing. And let me let me let me After just, accepting the ball, by the way, too, which is just the cherry on top. Yes. And this is why he got benched. We are trying to set the tone and you deflate yep. the tone. You deflated. Yep. Sit your butt on the damn bench. All right. Let yeah. me keep going. Let's go back to the Miami Dolphins game, right? Because it's telling you telling. You go back to the Miami Dolphins game against the Broncos. They ran the F out of that ball. They ran the ball and ran the ball and ran the ball. So you know you can run on this team. Why didn't we keep that theme? Keep that theme. Let's control it. You know, offensively, they can't go blow to blow with you. So let's just keep the ball in our hand. Let's keep it in our possession, and let's manage the game. Josh Allen doesn't want to be a game manager. Sometimes you have to be a game manager. Do you know how many games Tom Brady had to be a game manager? He had a modest game, 165 yards, and maybe one touchdown, but he managed the game and got a W. And then the following week, he goes for 500 yards. That's Content, what yes. you got to do. That's what you got to do. Now, let me. Let, I need to, to remain on this, this running back so people in their thick skulls can understand how this thing works. When you're the running back, you your job is to carry that football and hold on to that thing. You fumble, mm-hmm. you lose momentum. Momentum is massive. Do you know how much momentum we have when we remain with the football? We keep it moving. You saw the fumble, what happened to us last week, Kincaid. We had momentum, 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 turnover. James Cook dropping that football and fumbling it 
You need to be benched. You need to learn to not do that. But what does that do for a young player? I can't do that again. But when I get back on that field, I'm going to rush my ass off and show these guys that you can trust me. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. This boy came in and started playing like the guy that we need him to be. A lot of times, this boy was running soft. Did you see him run soft after yeah. that fumble? Heck no. He was running. I was pissed. Hey, man. He was, he pissed. was pissed. That's how a fucking running back <laughs> is supposed to run the rock. That's Heavy right. And angry. Golly, man. Not twinkle toes. Dude, we can't be doing this in this game, man. Anyway, I'm not sitting on James Cook because he ain't the reason. Because he was a spark in how we came back into the game. The only spark. Running the football. Now, but once again, isn't it nuts, Rico? I, at one point, there were three turnovers with six points scored off of the three turnovers. Oh. So it's like you look at that, and despite all the all the all the times you shoot yourself in the foot, you still were given an ample opportunity to correct it, and you don't do it at all. Nothing. You don't do it at all. And even me, I, even as as bad as the Broncos' offense was that whole game, you knew damn well they left too much time on the clock at the end there too. I, I it's, knew exactly, it's, it's, exactly it's so what I was saying. Or too fast. We scored too fast. Way too fast. And it's now what? We're what? Eleven games in. That's probably now at least six or seven games where the offense has a drive in the fourth quarter where they just absolutely shred the defense and could not do even any anything remotely resembling of it the other fifty eight minutes of the game. Okay. I, did, you, did you guys see the, the the time of possession? Oh yeah, it, it was like thirty five. Uh, yeah, something like that. Thirty seven right? minutes, twenty one minutes. With the average starting field position at almost midfield, and they allowed 24 points. That's what we should have done. Run the football. You had Latavius Murray ready to run the rock. He what, Was he our leaving? I think I mean, I, I think he ended up being our leading rusher. I'm not even sure yet. Cook was, had almost 100. So I was, Cook, Cook, had, Cook had 109 on 12 carries. Oh, yeah, over 100. On 109, and, and Latavius had 9 yeah. for 68. Run the effing ball. Run the effing ball. Run the now, ball. All game long. All game. Run it. Real question, fellas. Real question. What do you do going forward? Who cares? What do you do going forward? No, no, it's not a real conversation because now we dropped. We went from sixty-one percent making the playoffs if we won this game, dropped down to damn near thirty-three percent. We are now two games out, two games out of first place in our own division, let alone the AFC. If we thought we were in the hunt, my goodness, I don't know what you want to call us now. But what do you do going forward as a head coach? You are Sean McDermott. How are you now having to, A, face the media, B, face your team, C, face your quarterback? Well, what, what can you expect? He hasn't been able to do it after the Patriots game. He wasn't able to do it after the Bengals game. He wasn't able to do it after X, Y, and Z. Why would anything be different tomorrow than it has been? They've had an infinite amount of opportunities to have their get-right moment, and they have not played a sound football game since they beat the Miami Dolphins. And if you go back and look, right, Rico and Rev, you go back and look, and there could have easily been a pass interference called in that Giants game, and they could have won that game. All Chris Godwin had to do was turn around. Mm, they could have caught a Hal Barry and lost that game. The, this, the, te- the, the wins yep. that this team does have is by the skin of their teeth, and the rest have all been losses. This team has not played a even, even above average game since week four. We are going into week 12. So you're asking the question, what do you do as a coach? You haven't done anything for damn near eight weeks. How can I, we as a fan base expect anything to turn around? Much less, you know, uh, have some sort of competent explanation for this one when there hasn't been one for the all the others. It'll be the same exact verbiage as always. 
And I, there's, I, I don't there's know there's how a, nothing's gonna happen, man. No, nothing's gonna happen. You, you know what? I mean, we, we can already see what's gonna happen. Like next week, they're, they're gonna lose to Zach Wilson. Okay, like they're gonna lose Zach Wilson again, and nothing's gonna happen. But you know what? When we talk about accountability, we, we look we look at what happened this this game. We say, man, Gabe Davis. I mean, first of all, let's go to James Cook. Fumbled first, boom, he got he got benched for a few series. Okay, Gabe Davis with a drop pass. What happened to him? Oh, he's back on the field. Josh Allen almost throws four interceptions. What happens to him? Nothing. Like like, if you really want if you if you really want to do that thing, you could do it, Sean McDermott. But he's in between a rock and a hard place. I mean, do I bench my quarterback? To set a tone, to set a message, he's probably not going to be able to do that, right? But at what point? I mean, you have to. You can't hold everybody else accountable, but not the quarterback. That that that's the issue there. And so, like for me, it, it's it's a little too late. To, it's, it's it's too late now. It's too. Josh is in his he's he's in his mind where he he just does whatever he wants to. And Rico, I think I think you were the one who brought up a, a clip of this 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 Tom Brady um, conversation oh, yeah. when when yep. Brady was having a conversation with Josh. And he let he he It's amazing. He's giving him advice, and he just he just rubbed it off like, oh, it's nothing. Totally I'm still gonna agree. do what I'm gonna do. That right there, let me know. This dude is way too freaking arrogant and cocky. He's not listening to the goat. He thinks that he can do whatever he wants to do, and and he's trusting in his own ability. But like you had mentioned, eventually it's gonna get you're gonna get caught up, and he is being caught up right now, and they, he can't they, trust they, that. They, they caught him up. He's, he's caught up. Yeah, they know they know what you like to do, Alan. They know what you like to do. Now, whether that's that's we know what make what Dorsey's offense is, that's a whole different ballgame, right? I know this formation. I know that if Gabe Davis motions over here, I know this maybe it's because this offense is is predictable, but you still have to execute. The guys are getting open. Josh isn't just seeing They're what open he wants. tonight. He's seeing what he wants to see and he's doing what he wants to do, thinking that my powerful arm is gonna get me there. It does sometimes. But then they'll bait you. This is the NFL. We'll give you that one. Hey, you know what? Defensive coordinator will say, you know what? Give him that one the first time. He's going to come to it back again, and that's when we get him. And they did. Two, these turnovers are killing this team. Actually, they've killed this team. I, yeah. I'm, I'm with you guys saying, you know what? Like Z-Bot said, who cares? Who cares what the rest of the season goes down, how it goes down? However... And that's why I'm as sick as I am, by the way, right now. It's not because, you know, you're going to lose throughout the year. But you know how hard it is, especially when you have a team with expectations. I mean, when you go into a season with a team that's not really expected to do much, you know, you, you get you get you build up a tolerance. And by the time it actually comes to fruition that nothing's going to happen, you get used to it. But, you know, when you rewind to that Dolphins game at three and one after just beating the ever living shit out of three teams in back to back to back weeks and you fast forward to today and know that the season is over. And uh, it's it's only two weeks into November. Um, that to me is what has me just ab- so sick. It just has me so sick because that that is something that you can't rationalize. You can rationalize a loss, but when you have to rationalize the fact that the rest of the remaining season is pretty much lost, that's what really makes you sick and makes you lose sleep. It's Dante Jenkins, man. Like he said something right here, man. He said, "I love Josh Allen, but I can't trust him." That 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 is that that's it. That's where I, I am right now. Just just like what you what you are uh, as you yeah. earlier. I mean, you haven't put a tweet out. I said I cannot trust Josh Allen to go down and win this game. Right, I can't do it. And I never thought I would get to the point to actually say that. But I cannot trust this guy anymore. But that's the thing, Josh Allen, Josh Allen can be trusted. He can be because he will make up. He will do all the nonsense in the middle of the game. But when it comes to push and shove, he gets what he needs to get done. Right. It's he, just too late. To the game, problem is, 
Now you're sitting here going, okay, defense, the stress is back on you now. Like the defense held you down the whole game. They say, and now you want to put the stress back on us. We're tired. We're gassed, right? And when you're gassed and you're tired, you don't think straight. 12 men on the field. Oh, what a discipline. I I mean, can we just talk about that for a second? (laughs) First of all, let's, let's just, let's just take into consideration that the team that did not get that penalty was the team that had to run their offense off the field and run an entirely new unit on snap the ball and kick it before the clock expired. Okay. (sighs) And that's not the team. The penalty was called on all the bills. The bills knew that the following play after the inevitable, whatever they were going to do on third down, they knew there's nothing else that could possibly happen on fourth down other than a field goal. So you essentially have two plays to get ready for your field goal unit. And, and they get 12 men on the field. I mean, guys, the fact, and you, you, it's almost like all the time you want to say you can't script it. With these guys, it is so, like, it just feels like it, the, the script writes itself mm-hmm. every time. Because the fact that it's not like he made that and, oh, the penalty didn't matter. The, the fact that he missed that kick, the penalty gets called, and he could not have been more down the middle on the next one. After, and this will go on, on this will go completely forgotten, of course, because of, the, of that penalty. But the fact that you can now, on third and 10 with 30 seconds left in the game from midfield, the fact that you can throw the ball 50 miles into the air and get the ball down to the 10 or the 20 yard line on a pass. Oh my God. I mean, I understand completely. The, I, I guess the call, but you're getting rewarded. I'm not, I'm not saying this is why they lost, by the way, at all. The Bills, they're, they're just bad. I have no other way to put it. But when you talk about the sickening factor of it, the fact that an underthrown ball just heaved into the air gets you down to the 20. And then at that point, you've accepted the loss. And then you watch that kick get missed. And by the time you come back to your senses after you think you just won that game to see another flag on the field, it's done. People do not understand. Like, if you're really bought in, and I know 90% of everybody who comes in and watches this, they are. If you're really bought in, I, I, what that does to you physically, emotionally, it is um, off the charts. I mean, I am sick to my stomach right now because that game was won and lost like f- five different times. And the thing of it is, is that you, you don't just go into that game against the Broncos thinking, all right, you know, get the win tonight. Like that was essentially a playoff game. That was essentially a playoff game. And they still put out the same performance that they did in all these other games. And it still came down to all that. And the fact that it comes down to losing on those two outcomes of the pass interference, because the defense, right, as much as as great as they played, and unfortunately, you know, they let them down the field there, you get the sack. They're already in field goal range, and you get that sack. And then for Russ to just heave that ball into the air to avoid another sack, and you're giving the ball down there, and you accept the loss there. I mean, I'm sure you guys did. And then to get the 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 feeling of a win instantly removed again. It, it, it's just absolute torture. So here's what folks are talking about right now. So when you guys go back and watch this game and you're like, okay, the, the Broncos are marching. The, then I think Aikman says, Hey, the bills, if their bills get a sack right here, that'd be huge. Boom. We get a sack. I mean, they were on his ass instantly were, off the instantly. sack. Even Jordan yep. Park blown up. But it was it was it was cause it, it needed to happen because brought it had it had Russell Wilson go oh shit and then boom we got him so now at this point yeah. this is where everybody's calling out McDermott and rightfully so yes yeah, so 
you do an all-out blitz again on third and long. Third and long. That guy's up. He knows it's coming. So you know what he's going to do? He's going to say, guys, just go deep. I'm going to just chuck it up. They're going to get you. Worst thing that can happen, it's incomplete. Worst thing that can happen is incomplete, but we're going to get it. And they did. And this now, I'm thinking about this reminds me of 13 seconds. Mm -hmm. Right? Kelsey sees something. He's like, hey, right here. Just give it to me quick right here. We're sitting here backed up like you wouldn't believe. We're waiting for this big old Hail Mary when it was not necessary for big old Hail Mary. Was that on Leslie Frazier? Was that on McDermott? I don't give a fuck. It's on both those cats. It don't matter. And you saw remnants of it right here with an all-man blitz twice in a row. That was the dumbest call, man. Yeah, did he did they go back to it again? You're already out of field. Oh. If they catch the ball in bounds, they either have to – they didn't even have a timeout. Or they, no. no, they didn't. They'd have to burn a timeout. Right. all you want. Right. Really the ball in front of the first down line, they have to either kick it or go for it. And either way, the game's in jeopardy right there. That did, first one made no sense to me. Did play play the sticks. Keep the game. Keep keep these guys in front of you. I mean, but you just that that made zero like putting sense. Putting the roulette ball on the red green red. on green between black, red, and green. You put it on green and you hit it, and you're like, oh, let's put the whole thing back on green again. The next spin. He, and here's the here's the crazy thing. I don't know if McDermott just forgot who his personnel was. You don't have yeah. Tre'Davious White. You don't have Micah Hyde. Right. You you have a beat up defense. You've got to protect your defense. This wasn't one of those things to protect your defense. You don't have, like, you didn't have the personnel for this. Just make them stay back, stay the sticks, and make Russell yeah. Wilson beat you and find something. He's got to keep it in front of you, man. It's simple. Simple. Bro, I man, listen. Did, did you- I, I, there's, although the defense played extremely well, but at the end of the day, McDermott. My goodness, man. And I know people have been talking about, yo, fire McDermott, and I've been against it. And I'm not saying he needs to be fired, but, bro, that's a that's a big offense. Can we just agree that something has to happen? Oh, something's gonna happen. One hundred percent. Allen, of course, like you know, whoever wants to, whoever wants to be the idiot to come out and say get rid of Allen. There's gonna be plenty of that. But, you know, there will be. Yeah, so get rid of that. But this cannot go unpunished. Whatever this is, and I said last week, I don't care if it's a guy on the staff that I've never heard of in my life, but somebody has to go. For Christ's sake, Texas saying that the other day, Jimbo Fisher, after he lost uh, over the weekend, they fired Jimbo Fisher and ate a $75 million contract. They're paying him $75 million yeah. to sit on his couch. I'm not saying, you know, I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. I guess what I am saying, something has to happen. What that is, I'll delegate it to the guys who are paid to actually be able to figure this stuff out, even though they seemingly are unable to do so as of late. Something has to happen. And as crazy as it is, as crazy as it is, as bad as they played, as many as mistakes as they made, all McDermott had to do was get the correct amount of players on the field and they walk away with that win. So what it boils down to is no matter how bad they played, McDermott had one snap to just do the most basic coaching job you could possibly execute, and he couldn't do it. See, but I think you just answered your own question. I mean, because think about it. Imagine, imagine that was a playoff. I, right I just don't want to say it out loud, Rick. I guess you're right. Imagine that was a player. Imagine that was a playoff game right there. That, that was a playoffs. It right essentially there. was. It essentially was. Yes. Something yes. It's it. when it boils down to it. Let me ask you this question: Do you trust this coaching staff yeah. to get no. us to the Super Bowl? No. Levin right there. If you if you don't trust them, then why are they still here? I try to think about what I think will happen. 
because I what I know won't happen is I won't wake up sometime this week or next week, no matter what happens, and there's going to be a vacancy at either position, OC or, or head coach. I'd be stunned because, one, you don't have a defensive coordinator. So you can't fire your head coach because then you'd have to hire a head coach and a defensive coordinator or some, some rando we've never heard of to do both. Not going to happen. And you're not going to fire your offensive coordinator because who's going to step into that into that role? And after tonight, I got to be honest with you. Once again, I'll say it again. Tonight did not cost Ken Dorsey his job, in my opinion. Ken Dorsey is not turning the ball over four times, dropping the ball fourth and two. Right. This is the perfect example of, of, of where everybody stands on this in this line in the sand between between delegating blame. It's fourth and two. Josh Allen has Khalil Shakir as open as anybody in this league could possibly be. And he overthrows him by about five yards over his head. On the run, all he has to do is just put it on his hands. And what do I get in my comment section? What the hell are you dialing up a deep ball for on fourth and two? Normally, I'd agree with you. But when it's wide open and all you have to do is put the ball on the numbers, there's not a guy within five yards of him and you miss him that badly. How can you possibly put the blame on the OC? How? I understand where the blame comes from collectively throughout the year. But all I'm seeing tonight is that yeah, this game is on good. him, and that is bullshit. Let me ask you this. Did Josh Allen put McDermott completely on the hot seat? Did Josh Allen's performance, performances as of late, strictly put him on the hot seat? Because right now, it sounded like McDermott gets let go. That's on, that's on Josh. That's on the offense. And because he's the head coach, He's got he's got to eat that. He's got and that's to eat that. I struggle because Rico, this yeah. defense has been playing off the charts. When you factor in the guys that they've lost and how they have shown up, and I, in my opinion, almost every single series of every single game outside of the New England game, it would be so hard because people and as we sit here right now, I feel like we're leaning towards we got to fire him, right? The problem is we don't even know how bad it could be if we don't have a guy running the defense the way I think he's running it right now. I don't know if anybody out there could pull off what they're doing right now with this defense, with what they have out there. So that's the struggle. And you can't just go to McDermott and say, Hey man, we'll keep the same contract you have, but we're going to put you down to DC and we're going to make a move at head coach. You can't just do that. It's not how the league works. It's not how the hierarchy works. And optically it would never fly. So that's the struggle here. I think McDermott as a defensive coach, I, I don't know if it gets much better. I think what he's been doing, calling the plays defensively has been extraordinary. But when it comes down to game management scenarios where you need a coach to just be competent, we have seen on numerous occasions now in massive spots, his inability to do that. And how long does the leash go? Um, that to me is what the biggest question is today. And it will remain that question because, fellas, this isn't the first time, and I guarantee you it won't be the last. And you're not going to be able to expect something different to all of a sudden occur with the same exact things happening over and over. It's not like they're losing these games in different ways. They've lost these games in the almost same. the identical fashion right. every single time. And the scary thing is, you know how I said earlier the couple of wins they had could have easily been losses? Every one of these games could have easily have been wins if they just played somewhat average football on the offensive side of the ball. Somewhat average. Because the first three quarters, especially the first two quarters, it has been some of the worst offense in the entire league. They have gone into every half with less than double-digit points, trailing, and have somehow had an opportunity to win every single one of these games. Every single one of them at late. They had a chance. Could you imagine if they just put together a somewhat average performance in the first half? 
And now here we sit at 500 with, I don't think, a snowball's chance of Hella making the postseason. This is, this is the problem. And there's, there's absolutely no way that a team like this, as disrupted as it is, as in disarray as they are, they're not competing with the Eagles. They're not even close. No, to not even a long shot. They're not even close to competing with the Cowboys and doing a Dak Prescott. And shame Look on that them. schedule. Look don't, at that schedule. Don't compare Josh Allen to Dak Prescott. I'm sorry. Dak Prescott took care of business against the depleted Giants. Business. He took care of it. Like a starting quarterback. No games being played. You have Stephon Diggs. You have all the weapons you have. There's there's no excuses. Then you got to play, play the Chargers on top of that. And the worst thing is you got to go back and play the Dolphins. Bam. Let me ask you, let me ask you guys an honest question. Because I've never really thought about and this is back to what we were talking about pregame, where we're like, we never gave the the uh brain capacity to these things because we didn't feel like we had to. I can't help but think this now, and it makes me sick that this is where my mind's at. Maybe it's just because I'm just down tremendous right now. But I want you to think about going back in time and removing the perfect game against the Patriots and the 13 second game. What do you what do you think of Josh Allen when you think of great performances? You think of those two games, and one of them was a loss. That's no it. one's gotten more praise in their life for a loss than that performance by Josh Allen. So you go back and look at those two games. If you take those two games off their resume, one of which was a loss in the game that the other game was preceding the loss. What do you think of when you think of Josh Allen greatness other than hurdling guys? And a couple of, or a handful of obviously insane throws and whatnot. But when you think about what it takes to win, do you have a performance in mind? So what you're telling me is mm. Josh Allen has peaked. He's black. Have we seen the Josh Allen in that Kansas City Chiefs game again? We have not. So, so then the question now remains: Has Josh Allen peaked? Have we seen his ceiling? His ceiling is—is is that it? Is that what we've seen? Can he get better? Well, that's I, and, and that's and that's and that's where the that's where that's that's where the that's where that's where the problem is because you look at him on the field and you, and you see some of these mistakes he's making. You're like, he can get better, but I think that in his mind he thinks he has arrived. I mean, when you're sitting here and you're having a conversation with the greatest quarterback of all time, telling you about your your issues and you blow it off. That to me lets me know that your arrogance is holding you back. Like you think that you're something that you're really not quite yet. You haven't accomplished jack squat, really. I mean, when we think about it, he hasn't accomplished anything. So maybe he's maybe he's getting high off his own praise. You know what I'm saying? But so I, I think that he can. It's will he though? Will and he is a bigger problem. Furthermore, it makes me then think. It makes me then think. Has has Dorsey been trying to protect him from himself with the with the game plan that he's been trying to make him stay within? And everybody's like, where's the old Josh Allen? We want the one that's good. And Dorsey knows him. He's like, I'm not doing that with you. We're not in the old, the old, you know what I'm saying, Dable offense. I need you to stay within this offense and just listen to me. And it's he's like, nah, I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? Listen, he listens to Frank Sinatra, right? What's that song from Frank Sinatra? That's like like the song. I'm going to do it my way. I'll do it I my mean, way. But as we see in the comments here, it's the same thing mm. I see everywhere else. It's not on Allen. Who's the last course, unit, on the, who's the last unit on the field? The defense. Yeah. The Blame unit on. on the field was last on the field because they were on the field for almost 40 of the 60 minutes of the football game. Lazy, You're not right. even allowed to have a conversation, a discussion. I'm, I'm not sitting here saying, would I, are, are there, are there 10 quarterbacks in the league right now or less that I'd rather have? No. 
But what I'm saying here is when we're throwing the blame game around like crazy at everybody, is it not fair to sit back and ask about the guy who just had three turnovers in a game that was more than winnable where they're over a touchdown favorite in in a do-or-die type game? Is it not fair to sit back and ask if he might be one of the problems in this current moment? Is it not fair to ask that we have not seen his overall true potential on a damn near consistent basis? Is it not fair to ask? Because I don't want anybody in this world to succeed more than that guy. He has been the Lord and Savior for me as a Bills fan. I went through the I went through a Cleveland Browns type gauntlet growing up with these Buffalo Bills trying to find a competent quarterback. And I know what Josh Allen is capable of because we've seen it. And that's why I asked the question. That's what makes me so sick. It's because we've seen it. But the question is, have we seen it since? And have we seen anything close to it on a consistent basis? And I'd say probably not. Allen has not had a consistent, dominant reign on this league since the midway point from last season when everything felt stagnant going all the way into the playoffs and the doors finally got blown off of them against the Bengals. Am I, am I, if, I'm, if I'm speaking out of, out of uh, turn here, you guys can tell me. But I'd love to hear the argument against it because I just don't see it. I don't, I don't know where it comes from. And I get it. You don't want to put any blame on the guy because he's been the only reason for some, to some degree that this Bills team has become relevant the last half decade. But I don't know how you can watch a game like tonight or a game against New England or the game against the Jets in week one. I don't know how you can watch that and just say, hey, Ken Dorsey, what's up, buddy? All your fault. Because then if they fire Ken Dorsey and bring somebody else, and then it'll just be that guy's fault too. Exactly. So the mm. end, what you're trying to tell us is Josh Allen is the problem. No, what I'm saying is Josh Allen is a part of the problem. No one will give him any cut of the blame. All I see is it's all coaching. It's all coaching. It's all coaching. Yeah. I'm seeing it's the defense's fault, right? I'm seeing this and that. Yes, there are aspects of all of those arguments that are dead on true, but, but you're going to just ignore the guy who had three turnovers today. You're going to ignore the guy that, that, that has had the most turnovers in the entire league currently has had the most turnovers since he became the quarterback of the Buffalo bills entering this league. Yeah. Yep. I mean, whatever. There's nothing I there's nothing we'll ever be able to say to be able to ever seem to paint a, a logical to be able to have a logical conversation about this. And this is why we'll continue to just be miserable for what seems like forever. This mm. is the, the tough part. And I got I've, I got a chat. I got a chat coming in from uh, somebody who says that they they love what they're hearing. Um, and these are conversations that need to be had, by the way. These are valid conversations that need to be had. Uh, we got a comment coming in from Adventures with Smile says, I love you, Z-Bot. Not all chat are saying that. No, I know that. I, I love, I love, I appreciate that. What I'm getting at is I, I just want to know. What, and, and everybody in the chat knows I got nothing but love. It's all that. What I'm getting at is we're sitting here right now, right, at five and five with the playoffs all but gone. And we're sitting here and we're not willing to have the tough conversations. And even for me, like saying this out loud, it makes me sick. Because one, I hate having to say it. Two, I know it's going to be instant blowback. It's going to be instant. Just you know, I've already the comment section I have on my Twitter right now is insane. Like just people basically wanted me to kill myself to some degree is what it is. And all I'm doing is sitting here asking, what are these bills today? Because when you think about the Buffalo Bills, you think about Josh Allen, and as of late, Josh Allen has not taken advantage of what this banged up defense has given him. And this offense in, in its entirety has just simply been inept. 
I am 100% in agreement that the coaching has a, a sizable amount to do with it. But I'm also watching a handful of plays every single week where you just sit back in your couch and you're thinking, there's just no possible way that that just happened again and again and again. So I, mean, you guys feel? I, I don't know. I, I could be nuts. No, you're not nuts. And and could no. this could this be what Stefan Diggs has been talking about this whole offseason? This whole Man, I think it's exactly what he's talking about. When he went on Radio Row, he said something's up. I I don't know what it is. We were there, we got all the talent, but just something is just not right. And then when he started to voice his opinion, the pitchforks came out out of Buffalo saying, yep. hey, you better shut yep. your ass up. That's our franchise quarterback. You wouldn't be where yep. you're at without him, right? That's how it always is. One yep. can see he wouldn't be where he's at without 14. So now you're going to hear a lot more chatter on, yo, Diggs, might, he might want out. He might actually say, I want out. I ain't doing this mess. I ain't doing this mess. So now, oh, has regime has he has he outgrown? I want to say outgrown, but is this regime not good for him anymore? Is McDermott and this whole McDermott style and this this Dorsey style does does Josh Allen and this team need a new fresh face, hmm. new coach, new everything? Do they need to clean house? Does Bean have to make the tough decision this offseason? Because right now, this season has been an epic failure. It's been a failure, and Man, I am here. I don't know about y'all. I'm sure you guys did too. I laughed at people that said, y'all be lucky if you guys can get five wins. I saw that. I was like, y'all, y'all tripping, man. Five wins? Bro, we struggling right now. I mean, yeah. realistically. Trayvon Diggs already at it. Seven, get my seven, man out of there. Seven or eight right now as you as you look at it? Seven or eight wins? Seven or eight wins. That's, a, that, that's what people were saying. You be lucky if you get seven or eight wins? We lucky if you five or six? And right now, how we're did they do what they that, did weeks two to that. four? That's what I don't get. I don't even know where they're going to get this exact same way every game, but those three weeks. Where did that come from? And it's not like they've been playing like those opponents aren't like the the Commanders and the Raiders aren't much worse than the Broncos or the Giants, right? Or the Patriots, and they still haven't come. How did they do that? Defense. That's what's got everybody just stunned and blown away. Defense. Because yeah, but they also scored almost forty points in every game. Right. You know why? Because we kept on giving them the ball back. We give them the ball back because the defense was good enough to give you guys the ball back. Turning the ball over. We had Matt Milano. We had Trey White. We had a healthy defense. So we said, here you go. Here's another opportunity. So we're going to, and then teams get depleted. They get, they get defeated. So then we pour it on them until they start figuring out 17. And I feel like he's been figured yeah. out. They figured them out. They figured out this offense. They figured out who they want to go to. And they don't respect a lot of the guys on this squad. They don't respect the run game. So that's half the battle right there. They don't respect the run game. 13, some respect them, some don't. And they don't respect the rest of the squad. Poor Kincaid coming into this thinking, okay, we got some. And he's like, yo, what, what's going on, man? So it's tough as a Bills fan to sit here and say, I'm still, I'm still confident in the rest of the season. Yo, that's too tough. That's hard. That's hard for anybody to talk about. I'm still confident in the rest of the season. It's tough, man. So as a as a coach, as a GM, as Brandon Bean, how do you look at this team? Brandon Bean's got to be sitting there going to Pagula. Pagula's gonna be like, okay, I said I let you guys. I didn't want to meddle in your affairs. I said I was gonna let you guys do what you got to do. Now I'm asking yeah. questions because now yeah. I got other owners around the league talking about, yo, what's up with your squad? 
I'm sure owners talk the way these players and coaches talk. What's up with your squad? What you going to do? Now, it's amazing to me. They extended them. Y'all that got was all play optics play. to me. It was all optics to me. I don't think it means a damn thing. You want to know what's crazy, though, when you look at all of this? What was supposed to be? I mean, the fact that the, be the best outcome this Bills team had was getting absolutely destroyed by the Chiefs in an AFC championship game. Mm. I mean, we're going to, this is coming to an end right now. And if you, if it does say it does, and they don't get back, like we were talking about earlier with the, with the 13 second game, say they don't get back to that type of performance. We're going to look back at this era. And the best thing that we have to show for it is getting the doors blown off us in an AFC championship game. And that to mm. me, I, it's unbelievable. Cause you don't, you don't look at what's happening. Like the way that they're talked about the way that we view them, you would have thought there'd be at least, Another AFC championship appearance, a Super Bowl appearance. And they're farther away from that today than they were two years ago. Much mm. farther away. They really are, but when you say that, I mean, they, they, they are not the same team. Not at all. And, and I think for a long time, I mean, Josh is, he, he may have peaked. You know, he he's not getting any better. It doesn't seem like it. Or he I don't understand how he's missing guys wide open. I don't know what he's looking at. I don't know. I mean, he comes in this year saying he had any more focus than he has been this year. It doesn't look like it. You know, so teams have figured him out. He's still doing the same stuff. He's not – I don't – it doesn't make any sense right now. But this is a bad football team on offense. I commend McDermott for what he's doing with the defense so far. But this is unacceptable. And, and we wonder – at what point does somebody step in and and and, and write the ship or, or hold somebody accountable? Say, look, enough is enough. And is is it going to be McDermott? Is it going to be Bean? Is it going to be the Bagulas? Who's going to do it and say enough is enough? This is not what I signed up for. I've invested too much money into him, too much money over here to sit here and let you guys sink this ship. Somebody has to go, and maybe it may not be before the end of this year. But, man, look here, if they go through the rest of this year and they just keep on losing and losing and losing, I wouldn't be surprised if the Bagula step in and say, you're all done. Get out of here. I've had enough. You're done. I don't know. I don't know Pagula and, and, and the Pagulas that way. Are they are they gritty enough to do such a thing? I don't watch the I don't watch the Sabres. Well, I'm saying that's what I, I'm saying. That's what should happen. I don't know if it will happen. Sabres fans can't stand the Pagulas. They think that they've mismanaged them entirely and that they've been the little brother to the Bills the entire ownership period. This is what I wanted to hear. The Bills, the, Bills, the Bills had instant success under that because they got Josh Allen almost instantaneously under that, under that purchase, right? Bur uh, Bean, McDermott, Allen, mm -hmm. and then, of course, all that came with it. The Sabres are on, I think, at least a, a decade-plus drought. And if you talk to a Sabres fan... They, like that's what I had this conversation last week with I think Dan Mitchell because we were talking about um we were talking about the ownership and I had said I don't think there I think there's a vast majority of this Bills fan base that probably wouldn't recognize Terry Pagula if he was in line with him at the grocery store. Nope. I think that that's um, to this point it's probably been a good thing. But if you ask a Sabres fan it seems to be entirely different. I've never seen a Bills fan bitch about Terry Pagula. I've seen a million talk about it uh from the Sabres fan base. Now, how I'm not entrenched in that. I don't know. But all I know is if it's made its way into me being able to see it, yep. then I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't know. I just I know I've never seen anybody from the Bills side of things ever have anything to say. I got to play this audio for you guys because it was a question asked for uh, McDermott today. Uh, if uh, if if I guess the question was uh, about the, I guess the, the 
the offense and, and the, just listen to the question here. You know, I, I need a little bit of time here just after the game to, to assess that. Um, obviously, I'm not real happy right now, so um, you know, I'll evaluate that and and um, over the next 24 hours here and, and see where it takes us. Are you are you okay with that response? It's the same no. thing that we just talked about. You don't expect same, anything. Talk, same crap. Are you? I, are I you mean, Oh my gosh, man! Because oh. it, it it comes to the time where you're like, hey, okay, Sean, we already know what you're gonna say. You're gonna have to say something else. But as a head coach, what else can you say? You're pissed. You're pissed. And well, then you know be pissed in public. That's what I was, That's what I want. Mm. I agree. I, I, I want him to be pissed. I want him to go freaking just just off the off the wall, crazy. Lose lose yourself for for thirty seconds or whatever, and then walk off the mic and drop it. I mean, I need him to show some type of emotion. Of course, he's not going to do that. We, we know who he is. But golly, I'm tired of hearing the same garbage week in and week out. I got to look at the tape. I don't know about it. Let me think about it. Oh, you know, um, you know, this, that, and the other, and blah, blah, blah. Man, man, forget that mess, man. Like, like I, I'm tired of that same old, same old from this guy. Appa- and that's apparently, all we get. And then we see it from Josh. Apparently, he threw, I mean, in, in words that, you know I mean, didn't come out directly from what I'm reading. He threw Ken Dorsey under the bus saying he wasn't happy with the game plan. So we might we might see changes somewhere. We might see changes so, somewhere. Doesn't he, as a head coach, doesn't he sign off on this stuff though before the week? Listen, I mean he's he's, he's heavily involved in the offense, though. That's what that's what that's I go back to Dable not being able to look him in the eyes, and I can't stop thinking about it. Frazier leaves basically quits, and then I see that, and now this. What no, is it's, what it's is it, bro? What is it's this? McDermott. It has to be him. Mm. It, it ha- you got Frazier, bro. Like, like who have we have never heard in Frazier's career, right? Anything negative about the man at all. Now you well, we can say what we want to say about, about 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 his performances, right? But but he's been he's been a plus guy, right? He just leaves, and it, it, it just seemed kind of weird, right? The, the way he left. Now, now you, now, Chad Hall. We can go back to Chad Hall even before that. He takes a lateral job in ja- in Jacksonville to be to be their wide receiver coach there. That was kind of huh? What really? You know, you leaving Josh and you leaving these guys. He left to, to, to Jacksonville. We didn't hear anything about that. Frazier leaves, and then and then Dayball left, and then we see that interaction. That to me let me know there there is something going on and brewing under the surface. And the and the common denominator to me seems like it's Sean McDermott. Damn. I didn't think I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be Sean McDermott, but listen, I know because he's so likable. Is he not? I'm I'm you. Tough time ragging on him. In front uh, of the camera here. They they asked the they, listen. This true. Is they so asked true. Both men on the Block. field. Uh, we practiced two or three times that this week. The substitution from from dime to field goal block, uh, and at the end of the day, uh, we didn't execute it. So it's inexcusable. Inexcusable. So they they practice this shit. So who's the freaking dummy that didn't know his assignment to get off the field? And this is the part. Smiley got to go. He has to go. Smiley's and, been bad all year. He's probably going to be the, that's, be the scapegoat. Who, that's a scapegoat. You know yes, yeah, I'm saying it's a scapegoat, but it's not the real problem. They did it it's to Danny easy. Crossman as well. They said, Danny, you out of here. Right. Crossman was our former guy. You're out of here, Danny. Yeah. This is a tough loss, man. This is tough, man. And now I'm, I was, I was not ready to, you know what I mean, put McDermott in this situation, but boy, this, this is tough, bro. This is Rico, tough. You said you said you said it a few weeks ago that 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 his, you know, the seat's not hot, but somebody pushed the chair in in, in the office oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and walked sure. off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, yeah where's yeah. that chair at right now? Where's that, that chair at? He's sitting on it. 
He's sitting on. Hey, 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 there was two hands on his shoulder that said, "You're gonna have to sit down, sir." You know what I mean? He's trying to. He's trying to fight it. No, 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 no. You're gonna have to sit down. And and we yeah. got to talk about this. But to me, who I gotta ask you this: Who right now in this in this under that under that team is in the toughest position right now? Ken Dorsey. You think Ken Dorsey is? He'll yeah. be the inevitable. Yeah, if they he's he more likely to get McDermott, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because because you're not you're not gonna get rid of your head coach right now. You're just not gonna do that. At least not in season. Maybe maybe you reevaluate it at the end of the year. But if we're talking about like right now, whose head needs to be on the chopping block? It's it's Smiley to me, and then it's Ken Dorsey. And that that that's that's it. I, I I didn't I didn't really like Ken Dorsey, but I'm not judging him off of this game because this game was was not in, in his fault in my opinion. But the culmination of what what's transpired over the last what you know uh, going on two years. To me, he's he's just not that he's not good at all. You know what I mean? But here's a problem with that. Your quarterback signed off on him. He handpicked ah, the guy. So he handpicked the guy. Yeah, but you gotta wonder. So you like, fire him in that position. Do you just go with it because you know the guy and it's the easy choice? It's not like they sat him down with a lineup of guys. At least that we know of. They, I, they I mean, didn't though. I get it. To me, though, what it all comes down to is just the fact that something. It has to be something. What that is, is to be determined. Listen, but it has to be something. So, here's the something. Something's up in this locker room. Something's up in this locker room. And Matt Perino went uh, today to go talk to James Cook at his locker. And mm. he went to ask him a question. James Cook's response? Nah, I'm straight. And didn't even bother talking. They went over to Gabe Davis. Gabe Davis declined to say, I ain't talking. Before or after the game? This is after the game. I ain't talking. Nothing to talk about. Don't even bother coming my way. I ain't talking. Fan. Mm. It's not good. It's not good. I'm going to tell you right now. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Gabe Davis is gone. I said this before this. Oh, he's long gone. It's, it's a foregone conclusion. He out of here. He's gone. Yeah. You know what I'm so now you've got to. It's almost that you have to retool this offense. Because if Dorsey has to hit, take that hit, you're going to have to retool this offense completely. All these little projects you put together ain't going to happen. Now, here's, here's a problem, though. And this, this is why I'm just going to come on here right now, right now, and I'm just going to say it. I'm, I'm just going to flat out say it, okay? Because I've hinted at it, and I've said that much. Look, Sean McDermott has to go. He has to go. And I tell, and, I, and I, he has to go. And I'll tell you why. Maybe, maybe not like right now, but at the season end, he has to go. Here's, here's why. We see the issue. First of all, you're not going to get rid of Josh Allen. You've messed way too much money on him. He, he's, he's your golden child. You're going to do everything you can to make sure he's right. Okay? So now you have to start looking elsewhere. Who, who am I going to get rid of? All right? So you look at your coordinator. Is it, is it Ken Dorsey? Okay, well, if you get rid of Ken Dorsey, who are you going to bring in to replace him? You look at who's in the offense right now. You have Mike Shula, okay, you have uh, Aaron Cromer, and you have Joe Brady. All of those guys have had offensive coordinator experience, but they're all bad, okay? They're all bad. They may can get you in, I mean, get you by the rest of this year if you get rid of Ken Dorsey right now and the interim basis. But as far as in the future, no, you can't do it. But now, so if you get rid of Ken Dorsey, who are you going to have to replace him come next year? I'll tell you what, nobody. Why? Because franchises and, 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 and GMs and, and, and owners – Guess who they're hiring to be head coaches? The top of the top 
offensive coordinators. So that means that the Buffalo Bills are not going to get any of those top offensive coordinators. They're going to have to settle for somebody who's brand new, who hadn't coached in the position before. And so what that what, what's happened? You have handcuffed yourself by virtue of hiring a defensive-minded head coach. That is where the Bills' problem is right now. They have a defensive-minded head coach, and they cannot find an offensive coordinator good enough who's willing to take a lateral job mm. to save the ship. You have to get rid of the guy who you handcuffed, get him out of there, and hope that you can bring another offensive coordinator, one of the top guys, to coach this offense and to coach this team because you can find a D.C. Those guys coming down, you can find a defensive coordinator to come here and coach a defense. But how many offensive coordinators, legit top-flight guys, can you find unless you're giving them the head coaching position? That's where I think the issue is. You have to get rid of Sean. I, I appreciate everything he's done for us. He's a culture guy. He came in here. He changed the culture. He brought us back out of out of the out of out of, out of you know uh, the drought. I commend him for that. But at some point, you have to say he has taken us as far as he can go and as we can go. And I'm looking and I'm forecasting. We need somebody else, and he is not the man for this job. Get mm -hmm. rid of everybody coming into the season and get you a Ben Johnson, get you a Brian Johnson, get you one of those tough flight guys and say, hey, we have Josh Allen on our team. We have Stephon Diggs on our team. We have this. We have that. It wasn't just so long ago when we are fight up, 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 contending for a Super Bowl, contending in the AFC Championship and division around. If you come here, you can be the guy to lead this team to a championship. That's, the, that, that's what needs to happen. Now, will it happen is a completely different story. That is a fantastic. I got to give you that. That was inspiring. And I want to piggyback on it and say back to what I was talking about with Alan and, and what could be potentially put on his shoulders right now to piggyback off of what you're saying, Rev. If there's even a possibility that Alan playing the way he is, is because of this staff, then that to me is another feather in the cap that you just put on yourself. Yeah. Because to me, I look at it and you invested what you have in Allen, right? And if you think that there's any detriment being caused to him because of the staff, yeah, then I guess that in itself is reason alone. Because if you're not being propelled forward and there's more argument to the contrary, I think that in itself is probably worth just taking the gamble on. Because if right. there's a chance you can get the best out of Josh Allen by just moving on to somebody else and you're completely convinced that he's not going to be able to be able to be his true self under this staff, whether that's mm -hmm. the, the uh, solution or not, you have two choices. You have to do it. Either you move on from Allen or you move on from the staff and you all know what the better option is. So I think yeah. what you're saying coupled with the fact that if there's even a potential possibility that an offensive coach can unlock him and get a better version of him and get closer to what we were talking about earlier then I think it's just, it's all the more reason. And I think what we're kind of coming to a collective agreement with here right now is that there just seems to be far more reason to give another crack somewhere else. You, you, you guys know as well as I, it took, it took a quarter century to find a guy like Josh Allen. You can't yeah. just rest on your laurels of this staff without attempting to try and correct what you think could be a coaching type error being inflicted mm -hmm. upon him. You can't just wait around because the we 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 are blinking now, and Josh Allen is be, is going into the midst of the middle of his career. There it and that's is. the scariest yeah. part. So I agree yes. with you. While we this, talk about it, this this is fantastic because this is where I wanted to kind of take this conversation because Rev brought it up. 
you don't want to sit too long. And this is this is why Belichick and Kraft were so great with that that uh, that organization because they moved on from people entities around that team or it was too late, right? Mm-hmm. You now it's time to kind of change direction. We can't hold on to McDermott because he's a nice guy because he's changed the culture and he has. And sometimes you've got to thank people for what they've done because now we peaked, especially Josh Allen under this regime has peaked. And something's yeah. just not clicking. There's, you know what I mean? There's only so much information you can give someone where they're like, I'm not taking anything because everything you're telling me is regurgitation. I need, I need a fresh voice in my ear. Now, Josh Allen. They get back to Josh Allen because it ends and starts with Josh Allen. And sometimes you may have to make that change. And it pains me to even say that because I, didn't, I wasn't really on this. You mean move on from 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 McDermott. And I still am. I have my, my trepidation of doing that. I have my, my, my thoughts on it. But uh, you might have to, to salvage the young mind of Josh Allen. Right. Because if Dude, you don't- people are tweeting out McDermott's address right now, by the way. That's where we're at. I'm telling you. People are tweeting out his home address right no, now. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. That it's is pathetic. Bad. Unbelievable. This Josh- is how bad it's gotten. I've it's- never even seen anything like that in my life. Folks, no, uh, they too far. When your organization loses, when your team loses, this is what ends up happening, man. Just terrible. This is what happens. So something's got to give. The question is, here's the thing. It's so early and late slash early into the season where we're like, what? We talking about coaching now? We talk about maybe potentially making changes? They asked McDermott, are there any major changes that are going to happen anytime soon or in the near future? He says, says, I got to think about it. I'm not ready to make a decision right now. Something's got to go. Now, I asked you guys earlier, who's in a very tough position? Right now, I'm telling you, it's Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean is, he's the general manager. He's the one that makes the calls on personnel, coaching, all that stuff. He's got to make that decision. If you've got to save your ass, you got to get rid of somebody. somebody. And Pula, I think, trust Bean. He's done this a long time. He's been in this role before. And he's doing a fantastic job with his team. He's turned this thing around. Bean is going to have to make a decision. He's going to have no choice. You, you, well, that McDermott says, before you have to make a decision, I'll step down. I'll step down. But you never yeah. know. You don't know if that's going to happen. But Rev, you nailed it. In order for an offense to strive, you can't bring in a top flight offensive coordinator if you got a, if you got a head coach that's, you know what I'm saying, putting his nose in everything's business. You yeah, can't. Nobody's going to come for that. Not yeah. And no. your, your prize entity is Josh Allen. You don't want to waste Josh Allen and the skill set around him. You mm-hmm. still have a good squad. You still have a young squad. Don't fuck it up. So, and I hate, it pains me because I like McDermott, but and I'm sure the Eagles loved Andy Reid, but they said, dude, it's yeah. just working out. You got to go. It's not working out. Yeah. Got to go. Yeah, and, 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 it's, and, and it's okay. It, it's okay. You know, and, and I wonder, though, I, I wonder, like, what the power struggle is, like, like what the power structure is, you know, I mean, because, you know, we, we know that McDermott was here first, and he's kind of responsible for Bean, you know, so are they tied to the hip? I mean, is I mean, does Bean have that kind of authority to actually fire the head coach, or, or does he have to go through Pagula's first? I mean, is Pagula, like, siding with, with McDermott? Like, what does that, that, that dynamic look like? Because, I mean, if, 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 if we have, I mean, you would like to think that if Brandon Bean can't have the, the, the power to, to, you know, to over the coaching to fire or hire who he wants to, then then maybe he's in the wrong place in the first place. You know what I'm saying? So 
Um, it's gonna come if it comes down to it, and, and if Brandon Bean has a free will to do that, then I think he almost has to do it in order to save himself and his franchise because they 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 have done a lot of work to get this team in this in this this uh franchise to where they are right now. And then think about 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 the Bagulas and what they've invested in, in as far as the uh, the new stadium and all that kind of stuff. I mean, would we even be having this conversation with that? I mean, would that stadium even be here if it were not for you know the success that Josh Allen and these Bills have had of late, even though it's kind of minimal, but still, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? So they have to kind of protect that as well. And if a coaching staff is getting in the way of that, you gotta go, man. You just have to go. This is tough. This is tough, man. I, I don't think I listen in in the six in the years of success. Since McDermott has been here, I think this is worse. Is this worse than 13 seconds? Collectively. But when you look back, the 13 seconds, in the moment I felt it, and I feel the same today, and that's when you know it's been bad. That was their best chance, and they haven't gotten close to having even a similar. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Makes sense. That was it. And that, to me, is ultimately pointing back towards what Rev said. Um, When you look at that, and everybody after that game thought that it was just the beginning and the ascension was about to begin and it's been nothing but a decline, then yeah, whether it's, to, you know, the, the, the blame can be delegated all around. And I think rightfully so. I think some people, I think some aspects get more than deserved, some get less than deserved. But when you look at what that team was supposed to be and how they haven't come really close to it, I think once again, it goes back to, do you make a change? Or do you not? And when you look at all of the things that have collected together, I think that's one more thing you add. When you just look at where they were and how it's not really been close since, that to me, in the history of my time being a fan, has ultimately led to a coaching change just about every single time. Sean McDermott today uh, says, the team will not take the field next week without tough conversations. He was asked about the drastic changes. McDermott says he needs time after the game to decide. Then asked specifically about Ken Dorsey. His answer, I'm confident, but I believe we can be better at the same time. What the hell does that mean? That means that he's safe, dude. Is he safe? No, I don't get that from that at all. I'm confident. That to me is the the most PC way of saying I, I can't stand him right now. Because when there's even a but, when you got you got to try to read between the lines of this political correct conversation as best yep. as you can possibly can. When there's ever a butt involved, that to me is 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 your true feelings trying to come out in a uh, in a acceptable way. And when you're saying that he said that he said they're not taking the field without tough conversations, what the hell does that mean? That's stupid. But but I would com- be stunned com- if they fired him. Stunned if they fired him midseason. Who? Ken Dorsey? Anybody. And yeah, including Ken Dorsey. Would you guys oh, yeah, not? For, for, would you guys not? Be for, for McDermott, absolutely I would be stunned if he oh, did. McDermott because I don't think he has it in him. I don't think he has it in him. The only, the only, here, 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 here's, here's where, where I am on this. The only 
way I think McDermott will fire Ken Dorsey is if the heat is cut up on him. If Brandon Bean or somebody is, is like, you better fix this mess or you're out. You know what I'm saying? If, if something like that happens and he feels that heat cut up on himself, then he's going to look to Ken Dorsey. I, I mean, how long did it take him to make a decision to get rid of, of, of Leslie Frazier? It took years, years. And, and so Ken Dorsey, I mean, it may, it may be an easier thing for him to do, but I, I, did, I would be shocked just because I don't think McDermott has it in him to make those kind of decisions, especially in season. Now, it would be the right one, in my opinion. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, but I don't think he will do it. So can we pose this question? Let's go to a hypothetical world. Go ahead. Where tomorrow morning you wake up and Ken Dorsey is uh, he's, he's looking for a new job. And they go into one Bills drive next week against the Jets and they do the exact same thing they did today. Let's just go to a hypothetical world because everybody in their hypothetical world currently thinks that when Dorsey's gone, this thing completely does a 180. So what happens when it doesn't? Here's the problem. <laughs> and listen, what happens was when it doesn't, then he's got to go. McDermott, you're saying, go. you're saying there's stepping stones to this, and that might make sense. Yeah. It's like process, it's process, process of elimination. Like, like okay. you're looking at it, okay, well, what's, what's the worst? I mean, you look at it from, from you know, size of the, of, of the field, or size, size of the ball. Okay, well, offense has been the worst. All right, so I'm going to target the offense because this is not getting any better. All right, so let me – let me let me chop off the head of, of, of Ken Dorsey and let's just kind of patchwork some guys who's who's already in the in the building right now. See if that creates a spark or something like that. If it doesn't, now now you know. All right, well this is a coaching issue and there is no solution to offensive coordinator. But who's McDermott? Ain't gonna he can't find nobody else. You know what I'm saying? So now Bean's gonna step in and be like, all right, you've had your shot. <laughs> so now you have like to go. trial run. You're thinking a Dorsey goes trial run. And then that determines the fate of McDermott well, at the end of the year. Here's the deal. I think, I think things don't drastically take change and take place until we are, we are completely eliminated. Mathematically eliminated. We're done. And at which point I think it's, right too, now, it's too late. As of right now, we're not eliminated. So they've got to try something. So what and, will the percentage be when they lose the, in Philly in two weeks? What will that percentage be? What will it be down to like 10%? Listen, at this point, at this point, listen, man, it's slim. They're to losing it. to Philly. We already know that. I mean, back this to is, I mean, why are they going to get the AFC out? You know what I mean? Back to those glory days. Get the calculator like, out. Oh, go to the playoff man. machine. And so, so now, look, now, now we asked the question about, about okay, well, you know, are we going to wait until, it's math, until they're mathematically eliminated before they do anything? I mean, or they're trying to figure something out, but evidently it's not working with what they have right now. So they have to do something. Okay, so if. Something can't be keep Ken Dorsey and keep doing the same thing. That, that's not working. So maybe you know, hey, you you can them, and then you try to work something out. You, we 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 don't know what's in that room right now. I mean, we look at Joe Brady, we look at Aaron Cromer, we look at Mike Shula. Between the three of those guys, there has to be one competent person, individual in, on that team. I mean, in that in that offensive room, who can who can do no worse than Hold Ken on. Dorsey right now. Hold on. You know what? I I feel like, and I, I don't want to take take away from this. I feel like we we are heading in this direction when the I think the the eyes rightfully so should be on the coaching staff. I get it with the way we lost today. But the eyes like listen, we're not here if Josh Allen doesn't get his shit together. I'm sorry, man. I, I can't let it go. I agree completely. Well, I agree, but what, 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 what are you gonna do? You gonna, you gonna are you gonna bench you gonna bench Josh? It's not about benching Josh, man, but I can't let it go. You Josh, you're about to get all these cats fired and unemployed. Because yes, they I get it. your ass, 
and they keep freaking letting you do what you want to do and you're out here doing your business i get it that's fine you're grown ass but when it comes time to freaking being accountable for your squad you're not doing it and now you're about to get your oc fired you probably get your head coach fired right now you're about to turn the whole locker room is turned upside down right now i Ain't get that talk about it but the locker room is pissed right now as a defender Hit I'm, it, a man. Hit it. Player. I'm a defensive player you mean to tell me i'm, I'm happy i'm not i was content on a two and five packers team what did y'all bring me to what do you guys bring yeah. me to? to lose the playoffs over here too fam i'd be pissed Look, i get it i get it bro just if i'm rasul douglas i'd be pissed if i'm jordan poyer i'd be pissed if i'm the defensive front yo we we played our asses off today just for us to freaking fall into this dumb mess of flipping around and doing some bullshit and losing on 12 men. If y'all just did your damn job after we gave you the football back, making <laughs> Courtland's son fumble, giving you the football back, fam, I'm pissed. I'm pissed. So, no, I don't want no damn camera in my face. As an offensive player, Gabe yeah. Davis went zero receptions last week. Don't forget, I, could, I understand him. I went for zero receptions last week. And now... We lose this game. I drop a football. I get up a football that ends up in an interception. If we score Bro, on man. that drive, maybe this whole thing changes. But I, I I, cannot get off Josh Allen because now you've got a whole lot of guys pissed off right now because of your poor play and your decision making. It's and that's why I wonder, I wonder what happens if you make a firing and it's the exact same thing happens. Then the buck just gets passed to the next guy, I feel like, in my opinion. When are we going to step back? And to, if you, and here's how, or why I said, Enrico, I know you're the same way as me. You and I just have a tough time going on here and really saying it like it is because we know that that's just not the, it's just, it, it is so hard to say it. There's layers. There's layers to it. There's layers to it. I just want to know if the same thing happens under a completely new setup or whatever, then when do you, when do you, like if you're, I guess the best way to put it is if, if after tonight you can't look at Allen being, in my opinion, the majority of the problem offensively tonight in comparison to what I thought Ken Dorsey's blame had to do with the loss tonight, then I don't think you ever, ever, ever will. You'll never come close to it. I think yeah. tonight was a perfect example of a game where if Allen just plays a, a, a slightly above average game and not turn the ball over, we're talking about six consecutive games here with a turnover, two tonight. And everybody <laughs> wants to say it's off Gabe Davis's hand, hands. I get it. I understand it. What about all the other ones? What about the 10 other ones on the season and the 70 plus other ones throughout his career here that leads the league as it stands currently? I'm not, all of that does not indicate that he's a bad quarterback at all. But after tonight, I just think tonight of all nights, if you can't take a step back and understand that having eight points going into halftime, four collective turnovers on this offense, multiple drop balls. And it's not just Allen, by the way, of course not. I mean, Diggs was a no show tonight. Davis, once again, what do you have two catches? And I understand one of them was, was, was one for a, you know, a, a, a major chunk game consistency from him at all. Yeah. So when you look at it, it, how I just, I don't quite understand how nobody else seems to get any fraction of the blame and they think it's just going to be solved with a firing. That's why I've been so hesitant to just call for one of these guys heads. Cause I don't know if there's something that happens on the sidelines that drastically changes the ability to not turn the ball over, to drop the ball, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, and then, you know, the, the, the big question posed is, okay, well, then what is the answer? And it's, to me, it's probably simpler than we're making it out to be. And it's, you just, you just got to play better football. Four turnovers, eight points at half. 
it's just bad, bad football. And that can be said for the vast majority of the games this season. And when you got people telling you that the interceptions are on the back of Ken Dorsey, I just don't even know how you could possibly even make that argument. It's because they don't want to blame the golden child. They don't want to yeah, not, not for this, not for this game. Like now, busy. If we're talking about this game alone, it this game was was on Josh. Yeah, Josh played horribly, horribly. But you have to look at you have to look at it in totality. If 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 we were if we were a hundred percent honest, okay, and we didn't have to worry about optics and, and money and all that kind of stuff, then I think we could agree. Like Josh, bro. Like like I mean, we want to talk about accountability. You have to hold him accountable, right? But here's the problem. Who's gonna do that? Is is I mean, wh- and what does that? What is what is what does holding Josh accountable look like? Does it look like a benching? Okay, what? it you may know. look like it, but who's gonna do that? Okay, hold on. And I love that you said that. Sometimes, and you know me, I'm a, I'm an analogy guy, right? Sometimes you just need to make things yeah. make sense, and sometimes you have to time out. You know, there's timeouts where your kid is just fucking up and just doing some dumb shit and they don't act like they got some sense. You know what? Go, you're grounded for a minute. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to talk to some, some folks that have some parents that ground them. I never, I didn't deal with grounding. You got your ass whooped and sit your ass down for a quick second, right? Yeah. Josh hasn't been grounded. Josh hasn't been sent right. to his room. Right. He hasn't been put on timeout, right? He's got a stern talking to, but he hasn't been really you know, put on display because when you're grounded, People know you're grounded. Why? Because, hey, can Jimmy come out and play today? No, he's grounded. <gasps> what do he do? Don't worry about it. He'll tell you tomorrow, right? Yeah. Let this dude just turn the ball over constantly, constantly. Look look at James Cook today. James Cook fumbles on the first run. Sit your ass down. You yes. Listen, you're not supposed to put the yeah. ball on the turf. And Grant, rightfully so, that's true. But when you keep turning the ball over and it becomes a norm that you keep giving the ball away to the deep, it comes a time where you're like, fam. You have to. Knock it off. But ain't nobody ready to have that conversation with him. Not exactly. once to get today. Not once. What, what has to happen? Like I, the, the the benching won't happen. It just it, it's just no way in hell. And, and nor, nor, why can't it? Why can't it happen for a series? Because if you right. think that if you think that the the entirety of this fan base is lit on fire right now, if that ha- I can't even I can't even just I just know the optics of it. Like you know this league, it's not. I mean, I guess there's a chance it would be the most stunning thing we've ever seen. But I want to I want to know. I just want to know what has to happen. Like what would genuinely have to happen for everybody to take a step back and collectively understand that there needs to be some sort of reworking within his style of play in order to be able to be as successful as this team can be. Because I'm watching like even tonight, you know, Russell Wilson didn't turn the ball over. Russell Wilson took the short intermediate throws that were there. I mean, I got to tell you, Russell Wilson, under the pressure he was on tonight, Slippery as hell, ran the ball extremely well, got rid of the ball. I mean, it was not a good offensive performance at all, at all. But when you're looking at the other side of it, it it just it looks like it's it's not like Josh Allen's leaps and bounds better than that. And jo- this season, right? Allen wasn't leaps and bounds better than that tonight. He wasn't leaps and bounds better than a variety of games this season. And unfortunately, we've gotten so accustomed to Allen having to be leaps and bounds better. And that comes down to the fact that this team does not have really an ability to win games outside of him just being lights out on fire. But frankly, as of late, we've just needed Allen to play pretty much average football. And there have been times where he is playing below average on certain series that have just hindered the the team back to the point where they can't get over it at the end of the game. Mm -hmm. So I, I just, I wonder what it has to take. 
And frankly, I'd be happy with if we take the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. I think if we were able to just somehow find an intermediate with Allen, I think we'd have at least two more wins in, uh, on this season. I think the Jets would have been a win, and I think probably tonight would have been a win as well. You know what? But here, here's here's my problem though, because if if we're talking about it, we we know, and we you said optics, but 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 forget the optics. I mean, if your quarterback is 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 the one who's supposed to be the leader, and he's the one who's supposed to be, you know, uh. uh you know, leading the franchise and he's the one screwing up, you have to be able to sit him down. You have to be able to do it. Forget the optics and forget what the fans are going to say. You have to be willing to do that if that's what it takes. But I think that if I think, I think what will ultimately maybe I'll say ultimately what, what, what might change the whole situation is if they sit their behinds down in January, find themselves watching everybody else in the mm. postseason when they were expected to be this team, expected to be that, and they're sitting at home because Josh Allen screwed up. The offense couldn't get their heads out of their behind, and the defense, as decimated as it were, carried this team, and now we're sitting here at home looking at you. That Here's might be the thing that, 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 that starts the conversation. Philly, this is big to me. I, I see this, and I'm like, it, it kind of like, more holds holds me a little bit tighter to this whole McDermott situation. Philly fired Peterson two years after winning a freaking Super Bowl, but we can't fire McDermott. And you know what's oh, even man. more terrifying than that? You know what's even more terrifying than that? They cut Carson. They cut Carson Wentz two years after a uh, a MV. He would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Listen, that some, is sickening. I didn't even think about that. And I didn't and look where that franchise is right now. Listen, sometimes tell tough you, man. decisions have to be made. And right now, McDermott is sitting there. They're asking McDermott about well, what changes are you going to make? Brother, you better hold on just a quick second before Bean has to put some, you know, say drop his nuts a little bit and have to make a damn tough decision. Now, what do you do? Because you can't panic either, right? And right now, you're in panic mode. This is panic mode. I know that Von Miller was like, yo, we ain't ready to sound the alarm, man. Sound that bitch up and crank that yeah. thing. I'm really? sounding the alarm right now. You feel me? It's time. So, this one right now, this this right now is gut check time. Decisions got to be made. That it's plain and simple. Question is, when are they going to be made? Tomorrow, Black Monday. Actually, today is Black Monday. You know what I'm saying? So, is it this morning, Tuesday, afternoon? Something's got to give. Something's got to go. And is, if it's not tomorrow, what happens that week from today if they lose I to the Jets? Then, this, yeah, then you have to get them. How do you not do you something? Get, how do you not? How do you have you to, not? This is what Ziba's saying. Ziba's saying, do it now. What difference is going to be doing do it now. later? Now is do it now. Know, I don't even know what I'm saying. All I know is I'm just trying to think of these hypotheticals anymore. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen other than just complete heartbreak. And I'm wondering, you know, a week from today, if the Bills slip underneath 500 going into December with yes. that gauntlet left, I don't understand how you can't do anything. True. Then it gets to the point where you're, you, you, you I think you have to. I had optimism. I had optimism thinking that, you know what, it always talks about all oh, the Bills play down to their terrible, you know what I'm saying, terrible opponents like today. You know what I'm saying? They play down and they just, they just this is what they do. Well, time to play up. And that was what I was hanging on. They're going to play the Jets. They're going to play the Eagles. They're going to play all these good teams going forward. And the Jets, I say that because they play as tough. But, like, if we can't even take care of these guys, what makes you think that you can sit and go head-to-head, toe-to-toe with, with, with Devontae Smith Jalen oh Hurts, Swift, DeAndre Swift, that Jalen Fam, you're not good enough to do all that stuff. We are, like you said, we're, we're the flex the flex seal. 
we got flex seal all over these damn bills. Offense, defense, coaching, special teams, you name it. I mean, we got flex seal over this damn whole stadium because we're, we're building another one. And yeah. Lord knows we can't even build the right one because we look at the Germany stadium that's got the retracted roof that comes in and comes out oh, and all man, that yeah. stuff. We sit here now, nah, we're going we're gonna to let you hit with the elements. Fair. We're going <laughs> to learn a lot about this team over the next couple of months, and I'm not talking about their ability to get to the playoffs or not. I'm talking about their ability. You, you watch. If this continues to happen, the unraveling could be it could be all time. We're already watching and we're all we're already watching just an implosion right now amongst the fan base, the coaching staff, it seems, where they just seem defeated. Allen seems defeated. The, the team is denying interviews in the locker room, right? And that's right now at 500. We're gonna learn a lot about this team and the direction that we can think that they they can go. And I'm not talking about making the playoffs. I'm talking about moving forward organizationally. What is this team going to be represented? What are they going to represent as them as themselves moving forward? We're going to learn a lot about these guys over the next couple of months. And I I don't even, I don't even know which way I think it it goes, but we haven't experienced this. None of these guys really have experienced this. And frankly, it's terrifying to think about. They haven't. Uh, Namdi, my man Namdi, what's up? Namdi comes in. I got to start reading these super chats, man, because we got a lot of them coming through. So we need a patent for inventing a new way to lose. Boy, you ain't lying. Because right now, mm. we went, last 30 seconds, now we got 12 minutes, 12 men. It, it, it's getting it's getting bad. Uh, Darren Martin says, I'm happy, happy for tomorrow, who they cook Josh Allen like they rightfully should. I love this team, but yeah, not that fool needs to be cooked. He needs to be cooked. So Allen's going to get his share of, of scrutiny all over. He's going to get destroyed because people oh, who have no lineage to the Bills have no problem saying it. Absolutely. They're going to yeah. eat him up. They're going to eat up the coaching staff. They're going to eat up everything. Bills deserve to be raked through the coals. And, and-, and you want to know what, guys? I, we haven't even thought about this, but I want you to pose this question. If, if Mahomes had the exact same type of string of games here, because frankly, he hasn't been playing well at all, and and it's been noticeable. The only reason that it hasn't been talked about much is because they've been winning games, so it doesn't really matter. But I just wonder if if us as a Bills fan base saw Mahomes have a game like he did tonight, because he did the same. He had a very similar game against the Broncos, and I saw him getting destroyed. So you have to look at it if it wasn't your team, and if you saw Mahomes mm. have that type of game, or you had Burrow who had two fourth quarter interceptions yesterday. You know, what would you be saying about it? Would you would you be sticking up for it to the nth degree? And I don't think anybody really would. And I think we can all agree that there's been far more of those type of games from Allen this year than the other two. Um, and that's the way you got to look at it. You kind of got to put the blinders aside and, right. you know, go to the playoffs or not. All I want to see coming forward at this point now is just Allen trying to find a way to make a semblance of this the rest of the season here and put together, a, a you know, a, see- a, a good outing. And I, I was thinking of this earlier, Zivon. Sometimes, like, I swear, you say some shit that I said, like, beforehand, but you, you bring it back and make me remember that. That's only going to piss us off even more, is it not? We're going to be sitting here saying, oh, yeah, I agree. Where has it been? Where has it been? Who is that guy? Now that there's no pressure on you, this is when you want to you want to come out and play? Now you, you want to let up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I could totally see that. All of a sudden, he's doing it while we're, we're mathematically eliminated. Mathematically or- eliminated. Oh my god! In the playoff now we're depending on other teams to lose, win, and do all this other stuff. And now he wants to come out and play because he's got less pressure on him. No, fuck you and oh, all that. I would be so pissed. He did oh you the last god. four games. Where were you at? Turn the damn ball over, left, right, center, man. Grow up. This is what happened. Oh. This is what needs to happen. And this is the maturity part. This is what what Brady was trying to tell him. Grow up. You need to mature. Stop turning the ball over. 
If the check down is right there, take the check down. Quit throwing into double and triple team. It's sickening. And Brady's trying to tell me, yo, you're closer to my son's age, man. Grow the hell up. My goodness, man. It's sickening. Dude. I'm telling you. Oh. Derek Martin comes back with a super chat and says, yo, if you guys actually think Dorsey's, it's Dorsey's fault, you guys, are, you guys are bum casuals who need to get a grip on reality. Ain't nobody blaming Dorsey. There's a lot of blame to go around. And Dorsey definitely wasn't one of them today. But if, according to Coach McDermott, it might be. So we we shall see, man. Another super chat coming in from Fluffy Panda. It says, I'd like to dedicate this season to the Madden curse. Still alive and well. Did you hear we're apparently running a type of reactionary offense per cover one? I don't know what the fuck that means, reactionary offense. What the fuck does it mean? If, if by reactionary, you mean we go down and all of a sudden this defense starts running tempo and they start running the ball and they start moving the ball down the field and scoring, and I couldn't agree more. Oh, that's, then, that's, that's what crazy, reactionary yeah. means. Yeah. What kind of, listen, we, we have to be pro. The same exact thing week after week after week after week. Yeah. Fourth quarter, Buffalo Bills can't be stopped offensively. You saw that stat they put up today, right? The margin of the margin of uh, the point differential in the first no, quarter is like minus 11. The rest of the game is like plus 88 or something like that. You can't bury yourself in a hole every single game and then just expect to magically win. And they haven't. Hilarious. I'm going to tell you something. I was watching Brett Coleman's. Uh, I'm going to read the super chat first. A uh, bunch of casuals in the chat calling Dorsey's. Uh, call for Dorsey's job. You are all casuals. <laughs> just trying to light someone up. Uh, so dumb. Who fumbled? Who threw the interception? It's on the players. I get it. Um, Brett Coleman yeah. had a had a had a, a video he did like a twenty minute video. Man, talk. yeah, I love oh, that video. And it was great. And he mentioned something about the EPA and the DVOA, but he says EPA is based pretty much long long and short of it is based on how long you how many how long you have and how many positive plays you have that gets you your points. So a grand example. We are, we started our, our the ball on the what the 15 or something of that nature. And it was a deep route to uh to Gabe Davis, got us to midfield. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like in my head, I'm like, oh, this is exactly what he's talking about. We get ourselves, yeah, get ourselves from, out of jams, out of jams to get us a positive yard on the positive side yeah. of the field. And then this is where we stall. Very next play, right. fumble to the the slip yeah. of the handoff to James Cook, and then we then we stall. We give the ball back. And I'm like, there it is. There, there's the reason behind all this nonsense. That's exactly what he said. Pathetic. It's pathetic, man. Um, Richard Pierce says, uh, uh, saying two interceptions when one was definitely 13's fault. Listen, it's a turnover. It's a turnover, man. The turnovers are turnover at the end of the day. That's on Gabe. Gabe's got to catch that. He hit him right in the hands. But what are you going to do about it? That's just what it is. All right. Uh, Andy Johnson says, coaching staff has to go. It's time to clean house. Well, mm-hmm. your wish may come true. Eric Peake, recognizing everything, we are seeing a total implosion of this team at every level except for the Douglas trade. In this situation, you have to burn it all. It's not it's not any one thing, but everything. I mean, there's a whole lot of things popping right now. So uh, I'm with you, Eric. I'm with you, Schmitty. Uh, Raymond Ramirez, what's up, Ray? Says, Madden curse in effect. It's dark. It's not, it's season's not over. I don't know, man. I, I was, I was optimistic. <laughs> uh, this, this I, would, I would just do anything to be able to have that mindset. Anything. It must be so <laughs> nice. It must be. <laughs> I'm not even remotely kidding. Man. I really wish I, cause they, they just, the team, they, they, this team makes me physically ill. If I could step back from that game and, and be optimistic, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what I wouldn't give to be able to be like that. It's I'm so jealous. So jealous. Uh, I'm with you, man. Uh, Duncan says, yo, I don't think I could want to be in this emotionally abusive relationship anymore, man. It's generally disheartening watching garbage football week after week. 
listen, I, I ain't lying, man. That's not, that's not, the, that's not true. It's, it's, it's not false. Excuse me. Um, do it. Deku says, yo, just as much blame can go to Dorsey and Allen as coach can take the ball out of his damn hand and run the ball. Listen, at the end of the day, and this is probably what Dorsey's talking about. Listen, we, we run the ball very well, but yet you, you don't have it. And you know what? Maybe Dorsey, maybe McDermott wasn't the one that took James Cook out. Maybe it was somebody else. Right. And, and James and, and Dorsey, and excuse me, Coach McDermott is like, that's why he's probably pissed in this offense. Had we kept him in, I highly doubt that. I, I, me too. I highly doubt it as well. Or maybe like, why did we leave him long? Hey, coach, because we've seen him do that so many times in the past. Singletary got the doghouse too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eric P says, yo, I'm not a master of this game, but I'm a master of leadership. Fact is that the burden of command rests at the top of the food chain with McDermott. Accountability is zero. Some game can't run forever. I mean, l- there's going to come a time where he's got to answer to, you know what I'm saying, the, the Grim Reaper. And when the Green Reaper comes for you, it, it is ain't, they ain't running from that one. Uh, Chris Matlock says, Josh needs to get back with his old girl. Sean and his zero blitzing ass gets us killed. Dorsey, <laughs> F the run when it was working. Listen, man, I've, I've seen a lot of these comments. Of Yo, I miss, pre, I miss, pre, I miss Brady Josh, man. <laughs> Listen, man, he it ain't happening. It ain't going, he ain't going back to it. Darren Martin says, yo, put the post-game interview on right now. We need to watch this BS together. I mean, listen, we'd love uh, to. But we we got we got content to give you guys the next few days so we can dissect this. Trust me. Uh, Bills have 10 points total in their last six first quarters. Bro, we've been awful offensively to get things started. And especially that when we took the ball, we took the ball. To put up that display of football, get and at that. It. What that what there was was a difference for Sean McDermott. He's like, you know what? We're changing things up right here. Put the ball in the offense's hand. Yeah, and they looked. In- well, that, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. So, uh, Johnny says the fact that Josh Allen has not learned to take the checkdowns or let up on a pass tells us everything we need to know. He has no touch and never will. Oof. Bro, six to- years in, man. Leave this up for a quick second. I need to leave this up for a quick second because I was thinking that today and I was like, when he threw that and, and there's no excuse, there's absolutely no excuse. You're, you're, I'm glad you're saying it. Cause I didn't, know. Well, I didn't want to be the one to say it, man. I just knew I'd get destroyed. <laughs> well, we got to talk about it. <laughs> right, yeah. We got to talk about it because it happened two or three times in this game. Uh, yeah. Times, right. And he threw a ball to Gabriel Davis Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Woof, that came even me for watching from the TV. I was like, damn, that came in hot. No. Did it have to come in hot? Same thing to Kincaid over the middle of the field on third down. Did, he whipped mm-hmm. it at him. It's Did going he, 150 miles an hour. Fam, there, there comes a time where you can just throw an easy ball. Yeah. You know I mean? you don't, it doesn't have you don't have to have the the Magnum 57 every time, man. You don't have to have that pull that or you don't got to pull the shotgun out every time. And it goes to say the same thing. You, you had Stefan Diggs against the Patriots. He split the safety and corner. You had Diggs open by five yards. You're whiffed because you don't have touch. These are the things that this brother has just got to work on. And I, and I, don't, I cannot get off Josh Allen. He pissed me off today. He really pissed me off today. Coaching staff is a whole other ballgame. But when it comes to the players and, the, and, the, and the, the play on the field, fam, you let your team down with your play. And I, and you know what? When he scored that touchdown, I knew was, he was going to take it. He wanted to be the hero. Me too. I knew it. I was like, yeah, "Yo, he's all I could think about was there's two minutes left." And my, you want to know? My dad texted me and it made me vomit because I knew he was that on. He goes, "Quote: If Mac Jones could do it, so could Russell Wilson." 
<laughs> oh yeah. And I oh, we already knew it was gonna happen. Son of a bitch. I'm telling you, and that's yep. that's facts. And I'm telling you, and let me go back to that. Like you didn't have to freaking whip it in there like that, right? You didn't have to put some touch on there, get it, and and you can get it there, man. Like there's no need to put so much on there. You make it easier for your receivers. Make it an easy, catchable ball for your receivers, man. Simple as that. But you know I what? Think that you have Listen, I'm so glad this is brought up because you know you, you're not. Well, you have Same. you have Dalton Kincaid, who people say might have the best hands they've ever seen. He's caught eleven. He's caught ten, he, going into this game. He had caught ten balls yep. on eleven targets. Yep. On that throw, when you see that ball, yes, of course it should be caught. These guys are getting paid X, Y, and Z to catch the ball. Yes, okay. yes. But you also have to take a step back and not factor in. Just because they're professional athletes, they have to catch everything that, that comes their way, you know, as, as far as touching their hands is concerned. That, the one in particular to me, to, to, to Kincaid, sticks out the most. Okay. Because the one to Davis was about 20 or so yards down the field. Yeah. I yeah. still think you got to take some off of that. But the one to Kincaid was coming in about 400 miles an hour. And, and I got to tell you, Allen, if he, he can still throw that ball and it will still get there, like, we're talking about it's very marginal, the timing in which it'll get there. I just think that there's absolutely something to be said about that. We have heard that people have had some of these receivers come away with black and blue marks on their hands. And look at that's the nature of the beast. Sometimes that th these throws have to be thrown like that. I think we're talking about the throws that don't. Yes. That's and what we're getting at. I don't want in, in Zbot. I want to piggyback. Don't think that Zbot and I are talking and Rev are talking about like these. He's throwing the ball too hard. No, hell no. I'm talking about when you got a wide open guy and you're corking it back like you're trying uh, to yeah. hit the opposing scoreboard. Yeah. It, look, and this is just once again, how many times do I got to say this today between the two shows we've done? It just comes down once again to when we're down bad, as bad as we are right now, we just look at the little things to the point where right now we're talking about the velocity of Josh Allen's throws. That's where how bad, that's how far down the total ball we are right now. I mean, that's why, that's why we can't run a screen, a screen game. Because Josh can't, he doesn't know how to throw a ball. He doesn't know how to throw a ball. Neglects, over. He just neglects it. It, it, it. It's um timing, no touch, no rhythm. You're not going to run that thing. No. Last game, if you go back and look at some of the plays, the Jets game in particular to me is the most egregious example. And you want to know what stuns me the most, fellas, is that after that Jets game, when all we talked about was Allen forcing the ball down the field, when all he had to do was take what was given to him, and that game was an easy dub. He did that exact same thing for three straight weeks following that Jets game and hasn't done it again since. If we remember, what were we praising that offense for? It was, mm. it was just doing the simple things, and they were moving Absolutely. the ball down the field. And if you remember, what stands out the most probably of those three games, despite the points scored and the domination, all three of those games, their time of possession was more than double their opponent. And it's because they were playing like that. And then they went, to, they went to London, and it disappeared. It disappeared yep. and it has not come close to reemerging. Yep. We haven't gone yep. there, man. Trayvon Diggs tweeted that Diggs has to get up and out of here. I don't blame him. Uh, how can we blame him for saying that? I mean, that's his brother. He's always going to say that, man. Uh, Patrick Mahomey, what up, man? He says, yo, don't ever compare that bum to me ever again. Uh, <laughs> this is the beginning of the end. Four solid teams upcoming. It's next. It's tough. I mean, listen, I, I, I don't blame you. It is tough. I want to clear that up with what Mahomie said there when comparing. I'm not comparing. What I'm comparing as far as I, what I'm saying is, as a fan base, you have to look at how you would speak on an opposing quarterback if they had a similar performance and be able to reflect on your own quarterback or your own player based on that. That's what I'm getting at. The, the margin for error for Mahomes is seismic. If the guy retired today, he's a Hall of Famer. So he has 
he's got some leverage or he's got some room for error. Yeah. What I'm saying is if we watched tonight in the last several, like if we watch the chiefs, think about this is the best way to put it. If you watch the chiefs lose to the Patriots, they did lose to the Broncos, right? But if you couple that in with a loss to the Patriots and a loss to the jets, which they came close to as well. But if those wound up turning into losses, the narrative would be different. The difference is the chiefs, have saved themselves because these sloppy, god-awful games that they've been a part of, they find a way to win them. I mean, hell, even in that Dolphins game, they didn't score a single point in the second half, and they found a way. That's how, And that's what we keep talking about tonight. The difference between finding a way to win and not getting scrutiny and finding a way to lose and getting all the scrutiny, it's very, very marginal. And the Bills are very similar to me in the fact that the Chiefs have kind of played almost you know, they played similar ball in certain situations, but they find a way to win. The Bills have found a way to lose almost all of them. All in Venezuela says all five of the Bills losses are AFC conference games. LOL. Season is over. We need yep. an offensive minded head coach. Here's another thing I'm going to give yeah. you guys, right? I'm going to give you guys another one. I didn't really think of this, right? So we play the Jets next. We lost to the Jets already. We play the Eagles. We ain't beating the Eagles the way we playing. Then we have a bye week. Then we play the Chiefs. We ain't we ain't beating the Chiefs the way we play the Chiefs. Then we play the Cowboys. We ain't beat the Cowboys. Then we play the Chargers. Then we play the Dolphins and the Patriots. Guess what happened with those two games? Actually, that one, we beat the Dolphins in that, but we lost to the Patriots and the Jets. Two teams Mm -hmm. that we should be able to beat. We already lost twice. It's a wrap. Tiebreakers, man. Tiebreakers. It's a wrap. The only way you're going to catch me somewhat buying back in, you want to know what the funny thing is? They'll do it, too. They'll do it because that's what they do. They will. Be, this, this is what will happen. They'll beat Philly going into the bye. And we will be, oh, we, our chips will be stacked up into the middle of the table. That's what's going to happen. And you're not going to have any reason as to why it happened. Right. You're going to go into the bye. You're going to, you're going to beat the, you're going to, it's going to be like a, like a 12 10 victory against the, the Jets this week. Right. Right. Then you're going to go into the link. And by the grace of Christ, win that game. Go into the <laughs> we two weeks. We have two weeks to buy back in. You, you, know, for a fact, you know for a fact they're not just going to disappear. You know, it's, they're not, they never did, and they never will. And it's then not gonna, in the Bills' nature. No. Then there's going to be some crucial losses to teams that need to lose, like yeah. the Jags and the Ravens start yeah. to play. With the and they'll get all the way to week 18, must win to get in the playoffs against the Dolphins, and they lose on a field goal last second like they did tonight. That, that's probably oh the God. absolute textbook way that this all happens. That's a script. You're that's a script. saying that we have the bye week to buy back in. We got two weeks. <laughs> we don't call it a bye week for no reason. We're going to be buying stock, and we're going to get freaking in. It's going to be the real estate crisis all oh over again. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I can't believe Ray comes in and says, Bill made playoffs tonight. All playoffs. Excuse me. Bill's made playoffs tonight. All playoff games now. I mean, listen. Uh, I mean, listen. We lost a playoff game. Today was a playoff game. We lost that one. That was a wild card. We lost that one. Um, Jason Pete said, Jason Pete says, you're out Plus McDermott, extreme choking hazard. Bro, today was not good. Today was not good. It really, it really wasn't. Rev's like, yo, come on now. Al Bristol says, he'll trade Josh, Josh Allen for two first and a second, and I'm done. You know what I saw today? I saw somebody. T- oh, here we- Deshaun Watson on the trade block, Rico. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I did? <laughs> you almost got me there. I saw somebody type in, no, Brian Dable and Joe Schoen need to go to the Bills and say, what is it going to take for us to get Josh Allen? Give me Josh Allen. We'll give you, oh, I mean, we're having a shitty ass season. You want our, the whole draft. you can start over and take our picks. Give us Josh Allen. My goodness. 
would Bill ever lose their shit? You think Allen's struggling in Buffalo, okay? I mean, I've heard the opposite. I've heard give a whatever to the Giants for Dable and take his contract for the head coach. That's what I've seen. And bring him back to head coach the team. Wouldn't that be something? That might work. Wouldn't that be something? Move on from what's his face. But like, yo, they ain't giving Joe Schoen ain't giving him up, or Joe Schoen will fleece Dable. He, excuse me, he'll fleece my man Bean. I, don't, I can't see that happening, man. But that would be something. Uh, Andy comes. This is yeah. if we were in agreement, the season is over. Fire Sean, end of the year, get an offensive guy as head coach, and I think that's what seems to be the the route that people are going to try to take here. Uh, twenty twenty, Josh Allen was peak Josh Allen, and has he reached his peak? And does he get better? That's the main question. I have a poll right now on my Twitter. Has Allen peaked in this regime? You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it, sometimes it takes somebody else to come in and, and, and pull more out of you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if you've ever, you've ever had this, this, uh, this, this exercise done where somebody says, hey, go, go uh, and stretch your arm, close your eyes and stretch your arm as far back as you can, right? And they tell you to do it. And then you're like, can you go, for, can you go any further? I don't know if you guys have ever done this before. Can you go yeah. any further? You're like, no, I can't. Are you sure? No, close your eyes and visualize that you guys go. You can go further. All of a sudden, you visualize it, and then you're like, "Holy crap! I just did it!" So right now, right now, Allen's stretched all the way. He can't until another regime comes in potentially and says, "Wait a minute, close your eyes. Let me show you something." All of a sudden, Allen becomes this new type of quarterback. You just never know these days. Something's got to give. And right now, McDermott is reeling. Right now, he's going to bed, and I don't even think he's going to be able to sleep. He's sleeping in the office today in the office. In the stadium, and he ain't leaving because he's got to figure something out. Chris Farley, like someone said in the chat, give Josh Allen his physical gifts, but Brock Purdy's brain. I mean, my cousin tried to tell me he said, "Yo, Brock Purdy's better than Josh Allen." I just hate. To Honestly, God, yeah. Outside of the last Dude. three games, Brock Purdy to me, I, I, he isn't a horrendous decision maker. My cousin, Debo Samuel, he is, but CJ Stroud is he better said, than Josh Yo. Allen. He is better than your quarterback. I'm telling you right now, Brock Purdy is that dude. He's better than Josh Allen. I was like, damn. I was like, damn. Okay. Well, this is what people lose track of. This is what it's people head, lose track man. of. This, this is why people love the, the allure of Josh Allen over a guy like Joe Burrow, right? It's because it looks better, right? Of course. When you get down mm-hmm. to it, though, when you're talking about, like, the, the, the little things, I think that's why a guy like your cousin says Purdy. You, he knows it's not true, but what he's saying is, you know, when it comes down to like moving the sticks and stuff. And I think that's probably where he's going because that th- that's the crazy thing with Allen. He has all the attributes, like in a Madden creative character that you'd love to add. But mm-hmm. what's lacking at times is just the things that come with the base stock model. And that, that at times is what I think yep. really gets yeah, like frustrating, you know, well played a thousand percent. Anthony English says, Josh isn't the problem. We need a head coach who knows, uh, who knows, I think he's trying how to think about the offense and build around the offense like the defense and give everything to Josh. Look at KC. They've given Mahomes everything. I mean, they did. Right now, he's 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 starting to learn how to, you know I mean, play without, I mean, J.J. Schuster. He's trying to learn how to play without Tyreek Hill. So he's got new weapons. But Mahomes is Mahomes. Mahomes will not have games often like this. He'll have one. Even if he did, like I said earlier, like he could have a hundred of those in a row. And what does it matter? He did exactly what all, all of us have wanted forever. That to me is he where it's like, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. McDermott is safe until the new stadium is built. I don't even think, I mean, listen, oh I my God, no. make it to the new stadium. I'm sorry right now. May not even make it. Uh, get a new OC, new receivers. Maybe McDork needs to go. Um, 
Alexander comes in and says the team is constantly behind schedule on in-game adjustments. In-game ad adjustments. They're overthinking. The one thing is not working, just do the other thing, i.e. run game versus passing game. That is a frustrating part because you you know you can run against this team, but you choose not to. It's a, it's a choice at this point. Uh, tough game, boys, but I feel for you. Kevin Gerard, what up, Kev? Kev, Kev is, is smiling on the inside, but he you know knows, he is. He knows how we feel. He knows how we feel. We, we, we're going through it tonight. We are going through it tonight. Uh, Matt, per Matt Perino, Cook and Davis declined interview. Yeah, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. And when you don't want to speak, that means you pissed. You ain't trying to talk to anybody right now. I'll say it again this week, fellas. Ben Johnson is the savior. Well, I'll tell you right now, Ben Johnson, I mean, he'd be a fool if he didn't jump on a, an, an opportunity to play with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, right? So if that opportunity yeah. becomes open, I would assume he'd become the front runner to take that spot. But you just oh, I got it. I got I got something to say about that here in the short shortly. All right, jumping about, down. About about this. This. Yeah, all right, all right, about this because I, I think this is what it's gonna take. See, if you get a guy like Ben Johnson in here, I think I think the way you you fix Josh in this offense, people are not gonna want to hear it, but it's a run game. You get an offensive coordinator in here with the mindset who knows how to who knows football and has a creative run game scheme and says, hey, this is what we're going to do. We're going to bring in a, a – we're going to get a dynamic running back. We're going to – this. you look at the scheme because even you, you had brought up that Brett Coleman thing. He even talked about it. He said, now, when they get in the red zone and when they get in that area where they were in scoring position, they have one of the worst run schemes in the NFL. Their sure. run scheme is awful, the Bills' yep. run scheme. That's on coaching. But here's – you know what the rebuttal is going to be? But you don't take the ball out of Josh Allen's hands. He's no, elite. You can't take the ball out of hands. You need to keep the ball in Josh Allen's hands. And maybe how you save his ass is by taking the ball out of his hands and giving it to a yeah. A the, complaint, the complaint is always the opposite of what of what occurred. Absolutely. That's always the complaint. Yep. Yeah. You can't take the ball out of his hands. He's Josh Allen. Man, Brady handed the ball off multiple times. Uh, you're bringing Dable as head coach. Uh, if he gets fired, Dable didn't get fired. He got coach of the year last year. His team is absolutely atrocious. They're gonna they're gonna get their draft picks. They're gonna fix that team. They will fix that team, but it starts with a quarterback. And they they signed that poor idiot. Oh my god, the worst contract. And and Daniel, it's not Daniel Jones's fault. It's Joe Schoen and Brian Dable. But you never did. What are you thinking? You guys were putting a hard a hard spot. Either extend him or not. You better hope that Joe Schoen created that that contract, like Brandon Bean would, where you have an out. And if you don't have an out, you're screwed. You're a school. Jason Stroud, what's up, Jay? Jay comes in and says, yo, Josh Peterman. <laughs> <laughs> Josh Peterman is not elite. His turnovers are terrible. Self-inflicted, zero leadership. Uh, I want to blame the D, but missing seven starters, again, balling out until collapsing at the end, fourth straight game. Man, that's, mm. that's a lot right there, Josh Peterman. Zero leadership. I never thought. Zero that. leadership from Josh. Zero you leadership. Got, do you guys think he's got zero leadership? Do you believe that? I don't think. I mean, I don't I think know. You can question it. I, I don't know. Everybody seems to have glowing things to say about him, so I can't question it from that perspective. But if you're looking at it from something that we can visualize, there's nothing yeah, to really put out there that's tangible. Yeah. Um, I will say though, the 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 sickening thing is we now have like six, five, six photos from this season of him just looking. Oh my gosh! Just absolutely dog and horrible. <laughs> and I yeah. just can't. But I can't for the life of me. Like even you would have figured at least one of these games over the last month, just because of that, they would have found a way to just go out and just click. That's the most alarming thing. Even with all the turmoil to the point of having that players meeting, 
and you take the ball, right? Like, you know, they meant business going into the game where they're like, we have got to get this in gear and they take the ball and they still do that today, man. Facts. Man, oh man. It's it's rough, man. It's a rough one. I got another super chat coming in uh from jay riches well josh jr says great show fellas can we please get a coach that hold their players accountable because i feel that mcdermott isn't that type of coach he's soft well he holds some players accountable yeah. not the player it's tough man <laughs> you, you're not gonna see and you know what some coaches are are vocal and they will get in your face and they'll chew you out and some coaches don't have you guys ever seen mcdermott chew somebody out yet no, Maybe once twice in, in his six-year career, six-year tenure. I don't think he's chewing out of the doghouse. Uh, before I listen, Eric P says interception targeting Hardy. J Josh Allen stares him down from the snap. Also, it's primary read, it's on QB and play concept. Why can you not come up with a better and unacceptable? I mean, the whole thing's unacceptable, fellas. We already know that. We know what it is, man. Seems like the culture is broken. You, listen, that's a that's a interesting mm -hmm. right there the culture because a lot of times it was trust the process playoff caliber championship caliber mm -hmm. and all those sayings and mantras were you know what i'm saying were you know what I'm saying it was it was being pushed and for the most part it was working until you start taking these l's in these moments where you're like okay i don't it know on the coast i don't think yeah. it is i don't think i don't like because you lose i don't say you i'm not saying he lost the locker room but some guys, some things get stale after a while. And I, you wonder if things are getting stale with McDermott. Is McDermott stale to the locker room and the guys are just not responding the way they need to? And you wonder about that. And defense seems, I and mean, it's tough to say that because defense is performing. Even in the, the, their depleted state, they're still performing and doing their best that they can. Offense, on the other hand, maybe they don't have a proper representation from Sean McDermott, because sometimes you want your coaching staff to emulate you a little bit, but I don't think any of that is coming off in on this offense side of the ball, and that's just that's what it, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, Chandler, Bing, Biggity, Bing, what up, Chan? Says, "Yo, Josh Allen demands top tier OC, Dable tamed, Sugar High Josh." Well, and Sugar Sugar High Josh is just out of control right now. I suppose. I guess that's what you're going to tell me right now, fellas. I walked in like this and walked out like that. I get it. I don't know what that means, but I get it. <laughs> Fellas, I walked in 100%, walked out dead inside. Ooh, that's Evan Harrington. I feel you, man. I mean, we asked Evan Harrington mm. if it was live that day. He says, yo, it was pretty dead. It got hype, but then he walked out. I bet you in that stadium, because Zeebo, you've been there multiple times, unfortunately, um, in, in moments where we've lost, you could hear a rat pissing on a mattress on Abbott Street, I'm sure. Yeah, I was the rat taking the piss. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, it's, um, I just can't imagine, because I know what I did in, in my personal home, much less being at the stadium to watch that kick miss in person and then immediately yep. have to, it, I, I, I just, I still can't stop thinking about that. Max Matt says, you'll fire this entire coaching staff. It's got to go. We beat Miami and the Jets to go to the playoffs. Can't wait. I think I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Love the content, though. <sighs> I appreciate you, Todd. I don't know, bro. <laughs> that, that's a tough one. What happens to our bills if Diggs leaves? Well, Diggs is under contract, first of all, so he doesn't leave and unless we decide to say, hey, you know what? We're going to grant you your trade or go seek your trade. Go seek wherever you need to go, and then we'll go from there. I Could I see something like that happen? Sure. Or he, he holds out and says, yo, I don't, I ain't trying to play with y'all. Just trade me. Yeah. Trade me. Love you, Josh. You're my guy, but you haven't been the same. 
You have not been the same since I tried to freaking call you out and say, yo, wake the F up against the Bengals. And you were not matching my energy. Bro, I need to go somewhere that's going to appreciate me. And Diggs is in the same position. He's, what, 29? He's 30. 30. Just turned, he just turned 30. I think he just, I think he just turned 30. Bro, he's trying to do yeah. the same thing. I ain't trying to be around a team that is not with it. I love you, Josh, but fam, like this ain't working. Gabe Davis, I'm sure he's like, I'm out of here. I'm going somewhere else. I'm going to get my bag somewhere else where someone's going to appreciate me if he even gets it. Bram, it, it's, it's going to be the Kincaid-Josh show, and if Dig sticks around, so be it. But this is, this is a tough moment for Bills fans. But listen, man, we can beat this like a dead horse. We are... We are we're, I mean, I can't say we're lost for words because we've expressed how we feel about this team, but like you're you're not gonna win a lot of lot of games when you turn the ball over. It's this just- guy on Twitter, by the way, just called me a pathetic loser just to just to let you know this guy right there. <laughs> What's he look like? I want to see what he looks like. <laughs> Put his face back up. There's him in an, invis- in an invisible no, he's taking a selfie. There's nobody there. I can't even see the guy. Uh, who is that? I don't know. You can't oh, see him. He's with an invisible human being. But this guy says, I, I tweeted, uh, I said, I got nothing. I said, I got nothing. This team's ruining me. And he, he says, I'm a pathetic loser. So that's where we're at tonight. It's <laughs> that's a, where we're at. Listen, folks, it's a, it's a tough one to swallow. Honestly, pause. But listen, we lost this game in, 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 a, in a way we didn't expect to lose. I, I mean, I didn't expect to lose like this, the Broncos. If we won, I expected it to be a close win, maybe a, a, like a one-score game. What was the spread today? Seven. Seven. I told my dad, I said we'd be living on a compound if I just went with my gut every week and just took the took the bet, and I that I can't bring myself to ever do. Did you make money today? Uh, oh hell no, hell no. Yeah, I, bet, I don't think you did. I bet I bet Alan, under, under under INTs. You think I made money? Dude, I also, why'd you I take also, it? And I, well, I just felt like it was time, man. Oh, I thought today God, was gonna be the day. But no, I thought to, I thought I could bet yeah, it, and it would. You want to know what sucks? Going back to the uh, Allen uncorking the ball to Kincaid. Had he had caught that ball, the, the he hit the 50-plus, so I did win that, made okay. less of the ball a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. That, that would have cashed the 60-plus, too. It would have made it way less. And I took the Bills live on the money line at plus money. So, oh my God. dude, it's just, I got to just, I got to just. Yeah, you were feeling good. You got to stop. You got to, you, you, you were feeling good. But you, you got you to pull away for a couple weeks, bro. Pull away for a couple. Of I years. gotta pull away for a couple of years. You well. gotta do. Your professionally certified hater comes in and says, "Yo, the 2021 Bills team was the peak of the team whose roster was ahead of its majority of the teams. Failure to win close games has allowed the AFC to catch up. Not only did mm. they, they catch oh. up in that regard, but they 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 know how to. They built their team around how to attack Allen. The guy's a physical beast, so you gotta you gotta get physical with him. And at this point." We uh we we dropped the ball, man. We dropped the ball. I got one one more thing to just drop uh before because I mean these these interceptions, these turnovers really killed us. And uh it quite I mean, very disappointing, honestly. But I was looking at this team stats and I just gotta run back, run by them again. So first downs were pretty much even with the Broncos, even when we gave them the ball that many times. 18 for the Bills, 19 for the Bills. Third down efficiency, the Bills were three for eight while the Broncos went eight for 19, three for eight on third downs for crying out loud. And we are number one in the league, by the way, we convert on a 50% uh, completion percentage for third down conversions. And we went 0 for one on fourth down, which was a pathetic play. 71 total plays for the Broncos. 
They had 20 more plays than we did. 19, excuse me, to be exact, right? And what stands out, guys, We yards per play, 7.1 for us, 4.2 for them. Like, are you kidding me? This doesn't make, you, it doesn't make any sense to me, right? We got sacked zero times today. Josh Allen was sacked zero times today. And he was only sacked once last week. So everybody, uh, that's the other thing people love to say too, the offensive line. The offensive line has not been a problem. No, not at all. That's what makes this all the more curious, all of this. Guys. Like the, the, the interceptions he's been throwing, especially the one, uh, the first one tonight, and uh, or whatever the one was going to the out route, and then the one yep. last week, yep. he's just standing in the pocket, staring it down. Stared it down, whole time. The more <laughs> I watch that Davis one on replay, though, the sickening, the more sickening it gets. I mean, that was just right in his oh, hands. Yeah. But you is, know what? Oh, That's yeah. the other thing, too, fellas, that we're not even capital, we're not even talking about, too. On top of all the things the Bills are doing wrong, has it not been crazy that they just seem to have had everything go wrong that, that could flip their way, too? Like tonight, Russell Wilson throwing a short yardage Hail Mary, right? Touchdown. Yep. The two flags. Yep. Like, it just seems like on top of self-inflicted, like Davis dropping that ball and it just bounces right into the defender's hand. Like, it just seems like on top of everything, all the breaks are going the other way, too. It, it Listen, it, it's tough, man. It really is tough. And uh, last but not least, man, four, like, listen, penalties, the, the, the Broncos had 10 penalties for 61 yards. The Bills had five penalties for 63, but the four turnovers is what ends up burying us. What buried us today, folks, were the four turnovers. Dude, I mean, the amount of penalties they had, the two missed extra points, oh, the six points off of the turnovers. Oh, I didn't even think of that. The the extra points. Two of them, bro. Didn't they? Two of or them. Or one? He hit the upright on one, and then they fumbled the snap yeah, on the other. Right. That's why the Bills took the they lead. Two yeah. Yeah. on top of that, and they missed the field goal at the end. My gosh! Listen, this—they were trying to give us the game. The oh, Broncos were doing everything you know, in their power, giving us the game, and we it said was an ultimate battle of both of them trying to just—it was like a hot potato. You take it, you take it, you take the game, oh you take my the game. Gosh, man, what a waste! Yo, what did, a yo, what did, a, did y'all did y'all see uh, little dirty's uh, troll? Oh, he what did he say? He said he said Broncos was trying to lose and still couldn't lose. Oh my god. <laughs> and we got a little dirty ripping on us now, man. I mean, what in the hell? I mean, just Yo, and we're funny, catching man. it. I mean, and this is the worst, too. This is the week now where I can't why I can't listen to the radio at all, right? I gotta I gotta avoid I can't do it. Because it's all so deserving too, and it's like I I can't sit and listen to oh, it. Every last bit of it. You're yeah. going to get absolutely destroyed on TV. Call your boy Colin Cowherd is going to eat us oh, alive. Eat him. And you know, people rip eat on him, him all the time, but he's so dead on. He's just so dead on. Spot on. Whatever, whatever he's had to say about the Bills recently, I mean, and it just goes back to once again. It's like there's a reason everybody hates guys like him. And it's like I haven't had any issues. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously there's some things with, with, with these guys that is that is simply meant to just be said, but you know, I, I, I have no, I have no problem in, in accepting what's going on right now. That, 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 that to me, I think it would just make it worse for me if I just denied it all. That's, the, that's the thing. I can't do that. Cause if I deny it, then I'm just, I, I don't even know. I don't even know how you can um, continue to go into each week and come out of that with a, you know, with another excuse for the denial. That's that's the thing to me. Like I get it if it was one or two times, but 
I can't fathom the blueprint that this team has put out in almost every game. It, it is uncanny. The the non-scoring in the first quarter, the first half, the fourth quarter emergence far too late. I mean, it's been almost every game. We're freaking predictable. We're predictable. That's what it comes down to at the end of the day. We're predictable. Predictable. We got the ball back. And I'm like, okay, this is a perfect time that James Cook is running angry. He's running with purpose. He's running with motivation. Hand him the ball. You know what we do? We pass on our RPO. The ball gets deflected. Next play, we throw. It's oh, I hated inc- that. You know, what, you know what series I'm talking oh. about, right? Deflected yeah. ball. Then the next play, we throw incomplete. Then we we have we got no choice but to throw the football. Three and out. We're done. Like, just we're predictable. We be- we've become predictable. Defenses are cluing in on what we do, and that's that. And that's that. So we can make fun of the Lamar Jacksons all we want. They're seven in what? Seven and two or seven and three. Seven and three. You know what I'm saying? And the Bills right now are five and five. When's the last time we lost five? With, with a first-year offensive coordinator coming from college. Allen's rookie year was the last time they were five and five. Then we go what? We went six and ten? His rookie year? Six and ten. I think so. And we lost the play. We, we, we didn't make the playoffs. Golly. And then we made the playoffs every year after that. Yeah, six and ten. Fam, it wouldn't, I, it wouldn't shock me if we went six and ten again. And I am not ready to talk draft. I'm sorry. I just got out of that shit. I'm not trying to <laughs> mock drafts. <laughs> Who the Bills? I was teasing. I was teasing. That's the other where we've gotten to, man. I won't, I won't let it down. Who are we going to pick at the 14th pick? Because that's the way we're fucking uh, trending right now. We're trending with a top receiver. two pick. <laughs> God. Wide receiver. We're going to screw that one up, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway. We if Ken Dorsey's cool. still here, yeah, we will. Listen, man, I got I to gotta ask you guys a question before uh, we get out of here. Your, your final thoughts on this, on this night and what you predict takes place in the next few days. Mm. Zeba, mm. let me start with you, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thoughts on tonight. It's just like, it's just when you don't think that this team can make you any more depressed. Or just sick. They find it, they reinvent a new way. And tonight, like you said, it'll be the number 12. That's the new invention of tonight. It'll be the number 12. The thing is, I want to say that I'm, it's unbelievable, but it's not. As I keep saying, this exact same outcome has happened more than half of their games this year. The exact same from beginning to end type script. It's unbelievable. Even though I just said it's not unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable that it continues to happen the way it does. But it's not unbelievable that it is occurring because we've seen it time and time again. Um, I, I'm sick to my stomach. And it's not just because of the, the single game, but it's because of the, the road ahead. You're, you're, you're now forced to watch two months of football that are essentially meaningless unless this team just decides to go on a run that would be unearthly at this point. Um, what I, what do I think happens? This is what I'm interested in. I think it's precedented on the jets game. I think that if the bills lose to the jets, I don't see how something doesn't happen. I don't think anything happens this week. Really? No, No, I don't think anybody gets, I I just don't, I don't, I don't see it, but, but you got to remember the buy is in a couple weeks. And I just wonder if you lose to the Jets and you lose to the Eagles, I, I don't I don't know how it's possible to not do something. 
if you win against the Jets, I guess nothing happens. But then again, you go into the Eagles game, and I guess it depends on how that game goes. Either way, I'll say this. If you talked to me before this game, I would have said there's less than a 50% chance somebody gets fired right. by the bye or after the bye. I think today, knowing what's ahead, I think I'd say there's greater than a 50% chance that by the bye that there's some sort of significant move. What that is, I would lean towards probably a Ken Dorsey firing. Um, because at this point, I just feel like there has to be a sacrificial lamb. And when you go through and look at who the options are, it just seems like Ken Dorsey is the easy pick. That's right. Mm. That's that is actually correct. But ultimately, to me, fellas, I I I don't know how you can get swept by a Zach Wilson led Jets in in a season where you also lost to Mac Jones and you lost to this Broncos team and and whatever else. I don't know how you can just go to bed that night and wake up the next morning and just continue to do what you're doing. I just don't see how it's possible. No, yeah, something's got to change. Zbot, I appreciate that, Uh, my man. I don't. (laughs) Yo. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean, to see, to hear what your dad has to say too, because I'm sure your dad. Just oh, dude, he's his had it. He, oh, he, I would texted, love to hear. he texted me and he said, "Why can't I just go to bed?" This was like this was this was after the fumble. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure. <laughs> can't do it. Yeah, and and it's just it's uh, amazing, like the predictability of being like I'm. I think I'm good at doing it now, right? Where you see them, like when you saw them score, and you just knew that they're gonna go down and, and it's gonna be close. But he's able to spot it, like instantaneously mm-hmm. and it's just because that's why earlier when people were saying like there's no way the bills can can get x y and z win i would agree with you except the bills just somehow find a way to make it as heart-wrenching as possible that's why it wouldn't stun me in the slightest if they go into the buy seven and five somehow beating the eagles before it and like we said we're all just bought back in because it just feels like it always had like at this point fellas if they like if it's going to be like this, then just let it be like this. I don't know if I can handle like a, all of a sudden a resurgence just to completely die back down again before the playoff or something like that. It just always feels like it's got to be the most painful yeah, thing no. imaginable. It does. Man. It does. Mm-hmm. Kevin G says, yo, who are we losing next year? Is this the last year? Who we lose next year? There's gonna be a plethora of people coaching. No. We'll start with the coaches, but who we lose next year? Who knows, man? We got some to be the least of the concerned, right? Based on who we're losing. Yeah. We got uh, we got some guys in last year of their contracts. Jordan Poyer, I can't see us bringing Jordan Poyer back. We got to make no, a decision on Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde might even might even be done. For he, the rest he might of be done. So like we've got some major things to do on the D and the, on the defense. And the sickening part about it is, offense is what needs the help. But because we got so many place team guys leaving the squad, we're gonna have to replenish this defense. The defense again, again, which is like we've done that before. And we're I mean I don't want to say it's this, a one year deal king, you know. Fam, I actually, I just don't get it, but um, like if you think about it, the majority of like almost like the vast majority of the defense, it, it, like almost has to be revamped. Outside of the front line, you're looking at everywhere else, and there just feels like there ha- there's five or five or six spots that need to be filled, and that's not including probably losing Gabe Davis just because you're not going to pay him, so you're going to need to get another receiver. Yeah. Uh, that's not including a million other things that that's the other thing you just add on top of the list of just makes you just if you tell me change though like, like that's where the change needs we need to change the the philosophy on how on on, on uh you know what we 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 value the most you know what i'm saying like we have invested so much on the defense and for and for what like like the offense is the one that's that's, that's screwing us up so i think i think it changes to happen like in the offseason you need to invest heavily in the offense let gabe davis walk okay 
Deontay Hardy, he's gonna have to leave. I mean, you've you done nothing with him so far. Sure, a, field, did they sign him to multiple hey, deals in multiple yeah. years, though? Hardy, yeah, two years. Yeah, but, that, but they, they can get out of it. You're gonna have to replenish the the, the wide receiver room Facts. and the running back room. Yep, you're gonna have to do that. Forget yep. the defense. I, I don't care. Put it all. Put all the chips on the offense. That's that's where I want to see it happen. Is give me some give me a reliable wide receiver number two who doesn't have a fifty percent catch rate like Gabe Davis. You know what I'm saying? Don't I don't want that. Give me somebody who's reliable who I can trust. Give me another. I mean, maybe double dip in the draft. Get two people. I don't care. But you need to replenish this wide receiver room. And you may not have Diggs. I know. I know it may not look right. You know when we look at the numbers and the contract. But if he was willing to to to, I I, I think I think he kind of. Let us know what he's thinking in this offseason. He's like, look, I'm just, I'm not going to show up, you know, for for a day or two, whatever. If if you think that for one second, if the Bills lose, don't don't go to the playoffs, and it's on the back of the offense and Josh Allen looking like this and the same old same old Ken Dorsey, you don't think that this guy's not going to try to, you know, leverage himself yeah. and say I'm not just going, going up, going up. I mean, we have to be willing to 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 embrace that possibility as well, but. Well, Give, yeah, me, give, I'm, I'm, give us your last thoughts, man, before we get out of here. Yeah, last thoughts for me, last thoughts for me is, is, is simple. Um, when somebody shows you who they are, you believe them. Mm. And, and the Bills, to me, have shown me who they are. And as much as a fan in me would love to believe the other way, I have to say and go with what my eyes are showing me. This team is showing me who they are, and I believe them. I don't believe in, oh, well, there's, they, they could do this. No, no, forget that. Who have they shown me to be? And mm-hmm. they have shown me to be a middle-of-the-pack team at best this year. And that's with all this talent. I don't care. Figure it out. I don't care. But they've shown me that they are not a good offensive team at all. Mm. That is who they show me. And I have no trust. I have no faith in them able to, to go into this gauntlet you know, uh, Zeba, you mentioned, you know, uh, winning. I don't have no faith in them at all winning a game the rest of this season. So when you ask me what should happen, I man, fire Dorsey now. I know I, I, you, you have no faith in him. Get rid of him now. Why wait until they're mathematically eliminated before you make a change? If you still think that there's a sliver of hope in the season, but you don't like what's happening offensively with the coach, get rid of him. Do something different because if they wait until the Jets game, they lose the Jets game. You think they're going to win the Eagles? They lose the Eagles game. Guess what? They're five and seven. Now you want to make a change? Now they're, they're, it's done. It's a wrap. If they lose this game yeah, against the Jets, they're five and six and one and three in the division. It yep. is done. You need yep. to make a decision yep. now. Yep. If you want to save this team, do it now. Don't give Dorsey oh. another another opportunity. Don't give it to him. Get rid of him now. If you really want to save this team, you can't go in doing the same thing expecting a different result. That's mm-hmm. insanity. Talk about that it. That is insanity. Hey. Get him out of here right now. It's Black Monday. Get rid of him now and make a change. You say, well, who's the OFC going to be? Can we find anybody worse right now? You've got three guys in there right now. I don't care if you do it. Mike Shula, let him be the OC. I and mean, then let Joe Brady be the pass game coordinator and Aaron Cromer be the run game coordinator. You can you can patchwork it together to see if it's going to create some kind of a spark. Maybe out of those minds, they're trying to do something that Ken Dorsey's not willing to do. Maybe you find out that, hey, these guys have the answer. Torsey was a problem. And if I remember correctly, I think Sean McDermott had said when he talked about the reason why he has to impose himself in the offense is because some people came knocking on his door. Mm. I heard him say some guys were knocking on his door. So that, that so that when he said that, 
that was okay. There's an issue that requires me as a coach to step in and find out what's going on. If you have coaches who are like, look, this guy right here, he just doesn't get it. And jo- and, and 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 I don't care that Josh, you know, vouch for him or whatever. Sean, you got to do something because this is not right. He's he's screwing this up. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what he's doing. Sean is getting involved. He's like, all right, all right, let me see what I can do. Blah 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 blah. And let me let me give him some time. Time is up. Time is up, brother. Excellent. You gotta go. You gotta go. And I don't care what because you have to do something to save the season. You can't go into next week a divisional game against a team you lost already to, and think that that's all of a sudden going to change. Do the same thing. Facts. Get facts, rid, rid facts. of him now. Get rid of him now. And here's here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just tell you like this. And before I get out of here. And before we we wrap this up, the Bills, unfortunately, have strung together some good seasons. But the one thing that they could not do and the one thing they could not sustain is learning how to continue to win and to and and know what's coming your way. The one thing that the Patriots and the Chiefs continue to do and have done in the past is know a everybody's gunning for me. B. Yeah. Everyone's going to give their best to beat me. So I've got to prove that I am that team. I've got to prove that I'm that dude. And if I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, and if I'm not, I'm just a, I'm just another team stringing some wins together, barely getting together and putting some things together. And once we go to the playoffs, we don't perform. Right? Patriots have won multiple Super Bowls doing what they do best, knowing that they're going to get everybody's best every time. And the minute that this team realizes, guys, you're part of the, you know, me, the top teams, you got to know that they're going to bring you everything they got every week. But Josh keeps giving the ball away every single time. Like he's still a rook. That can't happen. That can't happen. So I'm with Z-Bot. I'm with you, Rev. Something's got to change this week. Something's got to go this week because if you're yeah. still trying to salvage it, because mathematically you're still in it, you, you, your only thing you can do is win the division. So you got to wait. You got to hope that these guys falter. And right now, yeah. the Dolphins' schedule is actually favorable to them. The rest of them, I mean, who cares about what the Patriots do? And the Jets are nipping at your heels. And if you lose to the Jets next week, yep. it's a wrap. It's, done. it's over yeah. with. If you, and if you lose to Wilson again, and he has a game of his lifetime with him and Garrett Wilson kicking your ass and Brees Hall coming in and rushing for 150 yards, it's over. So, Bills fans, I hate to break it to you. I needed this session for me to kind of come to realization, yo, it's – we we hanging on by a thread, by a little thread. It just that's it, right? And that thread is so thin. All it takes is a, and it's a wrap. So that being said, I'm gonna wrap this up. I appreciate you guys, and uh, we gotta we gotta do this again. Zbot, I don't know if you're going live tomorrow. I'm sure the people are gonna want to hear from you, but you're probably beat. No, I'm gonna go live tomorrow in the morning. So be on yeah. the look. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be um, a, a switch. Uh, a switch in the normal scheduling because um, I'm going to see, I'm going to see a little DMB tomorrow night. Soothe my soul. Take like me out of the grave that I've currently put myself into. I like it a so lot. Tomorrow morning, be on the lookout. Same place you're at right now. A little smoke break. Uh, I'm going to get a little sleep tonight and then I'll be, you know, it'll be like what we usually get. After we've had too many of these, uh, Rico, too many of these post, these post therapy sessions, but another yeah. one in store for you tomorrow. And, and I, I got a small announcement I, I got to make as well. I got I'm going to be tomorrow on. Uh, I'm going to be on the uh, the BR app, the Bleacher Report app, and uh, you mean breaking down. You know, what I'm saying if we are panicking, are we in panic mode? 
I think y'all know the answer. So I'll be talking about it on the Bleacher Report. Right. Download that app. Join your boy. I'll be at 11 a.m. Eastern, 12 p.m. My, 12 p.m. my time. So 11 a.m. your time. Your boy is going to be on it, and we're going to talk it out. And uh, I'll, have some, I'll have to sleep on it and go from there. So that being said, gentlemen, I appreciate you. I actually, I'm glad that you're like, yo, can I come on? Heck yeah. Bring it on. Yeah. We need to talk about this because yeah. I think the people needed this. I think I needed this. I think you needed this. And we shall see what the powers that be, who's going to drop their nuts and make a decision. Because if nothing's made, then I'll tell you right now, at the end of the season, everybody, every one of these guys got to go. Sorry, you got to go. You got to yeah. go. McDermott, pack your shit. Take your Ken Dorsey with you. You know what I'm saying? Take Eric Washington with you. Take the whole squad with you. Yeah, out of here. We're cleaning house. Bean, you're going to have to, you know what I mean? Figure things out on your own. Anyway, that being said, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed this show. I hope we gave you guys something. Smash that like before you get out of here. You know what I'm saying? If you have not subscribed, subscribe to the channel. Uh, we've just hit another milestone. We've, we've reached 26,000 subscribers on this page. We're trying to get up to 30,000 subscribers. So let's hit that, man. <laughs> I know it's yeah. a move to talk about it, but you know, y'all, y'all appreciate the content. Smash that like and, uh, you know, me hit that subscribe button and we'll do it up again. Until next time, I'd love to say go Bills, but golly. <laughs> right out. <laughs> right out, man. So you guys, enjoy the rest of your evening. Go to bed. It's 2.30. Yeah, in the morning enjoy it. It's almost, actually, it's 3 o'clock in the morning for me. I got to get out of here, man. So you guys have yourself a great one. And until next time, I'll see y'all tomorrow morning. Z-Bot will see you guys tomorrow morning. And, you know what I mean, knowing Rev, he might just say, you know, let me pop on a Thursday. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. We might we'll see, see this, man, Saturday. No more primetime games for the Bills. We're back to the afternoon and watch yeah. this. Now they're going to start winning. Anyways, you, you know how that goes. So, folks, enjoy the rest of your evening. It's the Buffalo Fanatics. It's your man, Rico. It's the man, Z-Bot. And it's my guy, Rev, Raider Rev. And we'll catch you guys on the flip side. And uh, you guys have yourself a good night. Go Bills.